pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. What is up, Grinders? Rotor Grinders, Yahoo Tournament Edition. Chris Kirkwood back with him. I'm so excited. How the hell are you, Chris? You all right, buddy? How's Phil doing? Tell me everything. What's going on in your life? Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, appreciate it. Um, yeah, Phil. So my dog Phil's a dachshund, and they're uh, predisposed to, um, you know, bad because of their bad back conditions because of their, uh, you know, their length um, and the fact that they're crazy wild animals. So um it was kind of a big scare it's the second time it's happened but uh, he was on strict uh bed rest for the last uh month basically so it was just really hard to uh get away because he starts going nuts when i got away so anyway i've nursed him back to health i've been doing nothing but playing dfs 24 hours a day or researching so my dfs is sharp and i'm finally back on the shows and uh ready to go and phil's health is good so uh yeah it's a good good little uh time now all right it's good to have you back buddy it's great working with you again i want to remind everybody we'll be taking some questions from our youtube page so make sure you like and subscribe the rotor grinders youtube page and turn on the notifications there's a little button there and then we'll let you know when we got our shows on and everything else so chris let's just hop into the slate first of all i want to look at some weather conditions and i'm really not seeing anything so that's great news i was doing a show sunday it was like every other game we had some weather conditions but not today we actually got some warm weather around the country as well but we'll start with pitching and uh pitching tonight you got you got a lot of options for your sp1 on yahoo and tournaments between morton and sale i think sales gonna be super duper popular kershaw caleb smith paddock is out there uh noah stendegard extraordinarily um i i think he's priced underpriced a little bit at 45 bucks i don't know if you'd go down to luke weaver but talk to you about this top tier here who stands out to you and do you start with chris sale um, yeah, I think you do. Um, I think people, you know, overhyped his uh, slow start to the season. Um, he certainly can, guys. It's a different Chris Sale this year. Um, you know, I read a lot in the offseason, too, about how they were going to try to preserve his arm because um, of his shoulder injuries. And so I, my own personal opinion is I think he's not even allowed to throw heat, like go up to 95, 96 or whatever that he used to, that we, that we're used to. So I think we have to expect you know, 92, 93 miles per hour on the fastball, which whatever, he's still an effective pitcher. He still has that slider when that thing's working, he can rack up plenty of Ks with that alone. He can limit damage. You know, he did this, 
one season with uh, the White Sox where he became this pitch to contact type of pitcher, which was kind of stupid. But I think that's kind of the the plan again with him. But I still think he can get some K's. And, you know, the the Rockies on the road are a completely different animal. There's really two two bats to fear in this lineup, which is uh, Arenado and Story. And then uh, other than that, um, things should be good. It's a tough ballpark for sure, but I think we start with him. But we do have a ton of other good options as well. You know, his K rate this year is over 30%. So it's not like he's completely fallen off a cliff too. He's still striking guys out and he's walking nobody as well. Yeah, and it's a little inflated from his last couple of matchups. He's had some really strong matchups for strikeouts in the last couple. Um, But this is another good matchup. So sale is, what, 53 bucks, And at the same price point, yeah, Kershaw is at 52. Same price point, though, Charlie Morton. But he gets the dream matchup. He's going against the Miami Marlins. I do wonder uh, how deep Morton goes in this game. But the ceiling is right there. I'd put a ceiling right up there with Kershaw right behind Sale. It's, it's just the matchup, right? And Charlie Morton at the same price. I wonder what the ownership's going to be there because you would think that Sale would be the one and maybe going to Morton could give you a little bit of leverage. Um, you know, I get – I do love my pitchers against Miami, especially uh, the right-handers. Everyone does, um, especially in that ballpark too as well. It's about as – it is as good a matchup as you can get for Morton. Morton does have upside with Kays as a phenomenal pitcher. Um, I'm actually – the guy I like better is in the same game as Caleb Smith on the other mm-hmm. side. You know, it's same thing, same same ballpark, um, more K upside. Um, you know, the 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 Rays actually have a, a higher K percentage um, against lefties, and um, he's coming in with a 16.7% swinging strike rate. I mean, this dude has been phenomenal start, and you know, every single start just mowing guys down. He's totally legit. He's for real. He was a guy I was on last year a lot. I've just been playing this guy nonstop and I don't see it stopping again here tonight. So you like him against Tampa Bay and then he's got the second highest K prop on the, on, on the slate tonight, seven and a half, seven and a half K's. And that's even money. And then sales at nine and a half, everybody else that's up in that top tier is around six and a half. So a lot of K possibility there. Not much on Morton tonight. Um, I mean, you can go there and it's certainly the safer route, but for me, I'm, I'm, I chase that upside. I like safety for sure. As you know, and I like to combine the, you know, you got to weigh them both options, but I still think, um, I just think that Caleb Smith is a phenomenal pitcher. I mean, he's got close. He's got the highest strike rate by a mile, uh, at 34.8%. Um, he's, his walks haven't been so bad. Seven and a half percent walk rate. I mean, it's not the greatest, but it hasn't been bad. He, he's leaned towards the fly balls, but in that ballpark, that's great for him. That's fine. And uh, coming in with a 2.99 Sierra, I mean, this dude is an ace, right? Just on a bad team. So um, that's where I, I'm going. That's my, if I have all the money, um, mm-hmm. that's my first pairing would be Sale and Caleb Smith. Um, we can certainly, you know, use some other guys. You could use Morton, but I'll take the $4 discount. And you do need that. I mean, there's plenty of good bats to pay for tonight. It's hard to even get um a solid you know high upside lineup with uh Caleb Smith and Sale but um I guess from there the next option for me would be uh Syndergaard mm-hmm. uh, or the the pay down that we were talking about before the show yeah we'll get to him in just a second how about Syndergaard though last uh, he got rained out over the weekend and 
his price is just sitting there at 45. I mean, it's such a discount compared to Clayton Kershaw and, and Chris Sale. And he's, I mean, $4 is still can come up big and help you out. Who's texting you right now? Is that Phil? Syndergaard, though, at $45 here on Yahoo. I, it's, it's tough for me to overlook this guy tonight. It's going to be some cool temperatures. You got a guy in Syndergaard who is seemingly is just on fire right now. I like Noah Syndergaard tonight at $45. And I wonder because of the price tag, just how popular he's going to be. Yeah. So he's, you know, he sucked us all in with that phenomenal game um, mm -hmm. at home where he had the, uh, the complete game shutout and he won the game with the, uh, the home run, which was awesome to see. And people all started to get really excited, but you know, he still hasn't, he hasn't had like a really good slider like he used to have in the past. He just still can't find that pitch. Um, he's only throwing it, um, 11, you know, you know, it's much more effective on the righties than on the lefties. Um, the bats that kind of worry you in this game are the lefties. Um, so for, uh, for Washington, I mean, it's, you know, Soto's now back Adam Eaton, whatever, um, you know, para, I mean, if that guy can break a slate with a grand slam, which let's talk about, did you see that the other night when he had a grand slam against uh, Dodgers broke the slate? Yeah. That, that made me really angry. Um, I was, I, <laughs> my, my, uh, my girl was like, how you doing tonight? I'm like, I'm fine. I just have to avoid a grand slam from, uh, Gerardo para. Oh, come and, on. And I swear to God. And then he hit a, he hit it. Cause she asked me right when he was up and he was up yeah. with the base load. I said, I just have to avoid a grand slam from, uh, Gerardo para. And uh, boom, he hit it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, it was awful. Um, but anyway, he's terrible. So the thing is, <laughs> there's there's not a lot of Ks in this lineup. Now, right. if his stuff is on, sure, he can rack it. I think this is a, this is a pretty safe option. I think he, he should breeze through. But the thing is, is he just throws that fastball, fastball, like right down the middle of the plate. And then these guys, once they get on base, they run on them like crazy. And then it gets in his head a little bit. So there's always that risk with him, but you know, his soft contact rate is incredible. So I think you can go there. Um, I would prefer Caleb Smith. I'm fine doing it if I have to, but um, then there's another guy I can go for lower that uh, can get me all the bets. I want. Just real quick. Don't you think that Paddock is going to be a little bit overlooked tonight? He's got the second highest K rate on the slate, a little over 30%. He is going up against a tough Dodgers team, no doubt about it, but um, you're talking about a guy with an elite talent. It's $48. We're talking about a tournament here. If you're doing multi-entries, don't you have to have a little bit of Chris Paddock or is it complete fade? I mean, the dude's legit. So he's yeah. Great. And he's going to he's going to get completely um, overlooked. Now it's a tougher matchup against the Dodgers. Um, they can throw all those, all those lefties at him where he's definitely worse. So we can take a look over here at, uh, um, at uh, plate IQ and just see, I mean, just, I mean, it's, he's not, he's phenomenal against both. I mean, you see a 3.8 value hit percentage, but he's a little bit worse against lefties. I mean, there's, his numbers are incredible, right? Like, look at these. So thing is, is that his strikeouts are, are down against the left-hander. So there's probably less K's in this lineup. It, it's certainly a potent lineup. Bellinger's hitting phenomenally. Muncie and Jock are, are home run threats. Uh, Seager finally uh, hit one out, um, you know, coming back from Tommy John. You know, they, they've got a bunch of lefties they can throw at this guy. So he's definitely going to get overlooked. The upside's still there. Um, so you can play him for GBPs. It's just, it's tough. So you just, it's hard to narrow this downtime. We have so many good options. So he's, well, kinda, he's he's not on the list really for me because of 
all the other options. All right. Well, we got tons of time, so that's good. We can take our time digging through these guys. Now, you were talking about the other pitcher way down. Is it the guy we were talking about? Yeah. All right. So this is Papa. You convinced me to go out and get Cardi's the bat. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely spectacular. And well Danny Duffy's he's been popping up every single every single one of these lineups here in cash. Danny Duffy. And I first of all, I wonder how viable he is in tournaments. I would think because of the savings at 31 bucks, he would be. Uh second of all, this is a home game for the Royals. So as as you had mentioned, Texas. At home, I wouldn't be playing uh, – on the road, I wouldn't be playing Duffy at Texas. But this is in Kansas City. He's $31. I mean, you plug him in, you got you got bats ever. You can fit Houston bats in. You can fit Red Sox bats in. You can go anywhere you want. Tell me why Danny Duffy's popping up here. Well, um, Danny Duffy's looked all right. He's – you know, there's definitely some talent in there. He's been working his way back, you know, into our good graces. He's thrown some decent games here. It's really about he has flashed, you know, strikeout upside throughout his career. He doesn't hasn't quite really fat flashed it this season. Um, however, this is a phenomenal strikeout matchup in a great ballpark, right? So he's in Kansas City at home. Um, the the Rangers are on the road where they're a much different team hitting. They also are a much different team batting against left-handed pitchers. So they have a high, you know, they're actually they're third in the third highest K rate against the uh, lefties um it kind of that ballpark should suppress a lot of that power um all their best bats are the lefties for power so this is a match he's cheap right what is he 31 bucks or something um if i remember correctly uh yep 31 dollars. he's cheap he's had a um a few good starts you know, maybe he gets, we give him an uptick for strikeouts here tonight in this matchup. Um, you know, he did strike out five Astros in Houston, which was nice to see. Um, had a, you know, anytime that's a pitcher can hold down that potent Houston lineup, especially being a left-hander. I mean, that that's a good thing. So I think we can get away with it. It allows us to get all the bats, especially those Houston bats, which just look to be like in such a smash spot here tonight that, uh, I think he's a completely viable um, pitcher to use, and even in cash games. I'll tell you, and again, it's not the biggest sample, but this year, 16.7% K rate. I mean, that just scares the hell out of me. But now I got the bat telling me. I got you telling me. So, you know, Danny Duffy's an interesting one. And we got a question from the YouTube page. Who's your favorite cheap starting pitcher? And that's going to be it, right? I mean, $31, Ooh. it's got to be Danny Duffy. That's your option right there. And again, like and subscribe our uh, Roto Grinders YouTube channel. Turn on the notifications, and uh, it'll let you know when our shows are on. Of course, you can ask us some questions today, and we'll take some of your your questions too. And then, yeah, I guess Devin's just having a good time, or Simon, one of the guys, having a good time on uh, on chat right now. They're talking about their families, and it's just wonderful. So, good times. <laughs> Gotta love talking about the fam. Yeah, sometimes when I'm bored, I think I'm just going to start hopping on the Roto Grinders chat and then uh, talking to people and see how they Oh, going. man, it all depends what day you catch everybody on there. There's some crazy craziness that goes down on there. I mean, they're talking about IPAs for $6. You know what, you know what else I spent $6 on before IPA? Water out of my toilet. It's the worst, most disgusting thing in the history of the world, IPA. Is that what you're drinking? No, fresh, fresh squeezed orange juice, $4.49. Four forty nine, yeah, I'm fine. I just like I like to I like fruit. I like to uh, 
fill my body with uh, fresh fruits as often as I can. Was that fresh, fresh, fresh squeeze? Yeah, yeah, fresh okay. squeeze. Yeah, I had a half a pint of ice cream before we went on the show. So. <laughs> Not feeling very good right now, especially after I just went off my diet. Anybody else we could look at in the in the pitching tiers here that you like? Kyle Freeland uh, doing nothing for me tonight on the road. And I'm just – we've talked about the pitchers that I like. We've gone high. We've gone low. Anybody else under $40 that you could look at? I mean, I'm Flaherty, forget about it. Musgrove's $39. What the hell happened to Musgrove in the month of May? Eikhoff has a tough matchup. He's a good pitcher. Woodruff – it's a good pitcher. He has a tough matchup. That whole game with Philadelphia and Milwaukee, that's a couple of tough ones. You know, I'm having some issues really digging up anybody else besides for Danny Duffy today. So if you're not going to go and spend up on two pitchers, Danny Duffy would be the way to go? Um, certainly for me. Um, so I just took a, a glance over at uh, lineup HQ to see who's – if you sort by, by uh, plate IQ premium score rating for the pitchers, just to see who's kind of popping there. Um, a guy that um, – you know, it's kind of getting overlooked here that I don't think we'll get much action at all because it's uh, it's facing a tough uh, Philly lineup in a tough ballpark is Woodruff, right? 36 bucks, but certainly um, has strikeout upside, has been showing it. He's got a 29.7% K rate on the season so far. Um, he is giving up quite a bit of hard contract. I mean, hard contact. The walks have been fine. Um, so his swinging strike rate is is decent um so i think there's some sneaky upside this is, the phillies will k they will also put a lot of pressure on you he's also a lot better versus right-handed mm -hmm. um pitch i mean right-handed batters and that's primarily what the big threats are right now anyway on uh the phillies because uh bryce just is harper just is not hitting at the moment but uh as soon as i say that he's probably going to dong tonight so um he's a guy that uh, i i can see you know especially for gpps who are we locking into our pitchers here on the Yahoo uh, tournament show? Um, Smith, Sale? Sh sure. Smith and Sale would be the – if you can do that, that would be the uh, the way let's, to go. Let's go. Do you want to do Smith, Sale or Smith, Duffy? Either or way. We'll see, how, we'll see how we can make them work. We nice. can, we'll, we'll try, we'll try the, 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 the high end first and then go from there. All right. So uh, in that same game, Jared Eikhoff's going up against the Brewers – uh, we can look at some left-handed hitting here. If you don't want to pay all the way down a catcher, I think Yasmani Grandal is really popping out. Probably is one of the highest ceiling plays tonight uh, for, for Milwaukee. I actually like a little Milwaukee stack tonight. I think that'll be overlooked. Um, so $12, though, I mean, is this a place we really want to pay up? Can you play it safe and go down to a guy like Cervelli who doesn't really have a ceiling, but he's going to save you some money? Uh, where are we going right now in catcher? All right. So, and I, I'm just going to throw out uh, another pitching play quickly for people yeah. on the show. So I wrote down my, my pool tonight and it's going to be sale, Caleb Smith, Duffy, Syndergaard. That's who I, all who I talked about. Two guys I didn't mention. Um, another one is Luke Weaver, who I have a little bit of interest in that nobody's going to play. And then um, I think people may, I think Thornton may get a little bit of traction because it's San Francisco, but this dude is a total fraud. Um, I don't care who who he's going against. I will not play that guy. I would have more interested in uh, San Francisco bats. So I do think he's – I just wanted to put make that clear because I think he's going to get a little bit of love because of his cheap price tag. So on to catcher. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, I got Grandal as, um, as number one. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, Eikhoff's been incredible. Um, first thing, I'm not quite buying it. 
but certainly um, worse against uh, left lefties. Grandal just offers that massive upside. He did. He looks like he got a, a ship down in the order. Let me just double check that because sometimes Yahoo site can be uh, off. Grandal is betting six. Is that who yep. we're talking about? Yep. So yeah, he's betting six. Yep. So that's. Uh, I was hoping for a cleanup spot, but that's fine. Um, he still offers a ton of upside. You can always play uh, Real Muto. Um, you know, there, it's just, it's, I mean, I would like Mitch Garver for sure, but I'm not spending 20 bucks on Mitch Garver tonight. I just can't make that happen. Um, can't make Molina happen against Volte. Um, let's scroll down here. No thanks. Lucroy for 14. Um, so Yasmani would be the guy. Um, I mean, yeah, just look at the lefties. He's just, he's just not very good. Um, I, I, this year he's been terrific, but overall, I mean, you go back uh, last year, the year before that, the K rate is barely 20% and he gets hit high and he has a ton of fly balls too. I mean, I think his fly ball rate is north of, <laughs> it's got to be north of 45, 50%. So he's, uh, if you believe in Jared Eikhoff this season, then you're staying away from the Brewers. I think at a GPP, I think it's a really interesting uh look at it and run down I, I don't think people are staying away from the brewers because i mean they look you look what the brewers just did to aaron nola last night mm -hmm. so this this lineup is so potent um that uh people are going to be on them you think they'll be on them all right yep. well hey, here's their lineup just real quick kane yelich braun mustakis aguilar grandal yura arcia Woodruff. Yeah, so that's a prospect they pulled up mm -hmm. um, who's been raking at AAA. And I think they did like a fake, uh, one of those um, Derek Holland type of uh, situation where they just uh, put him on the uh, IL at, for a phantom in injury. I think Shaw has a phantom injury because they just wanted to get him out and bring up this new kid. It just um, happened. Yep. So uh, he's in the lineup. He's actually, he's been raking. So I could, you know, people aren't, aren't going to be clicking on that name. So I like, kind of like him as a play, but uh, yeah, it's a good potent lineup. I mean, it's even, I didn't even see him on the. Yeah. They added it. They just later added him to it. I think he's like 11 bucks. All right. So that's, that's fine. They just called him up today. So he's batting on uh, the seven spots. So he will be extraordinarily low owned. Let me ask you real quick. And, I know we're talking about catcher, but would you consider using a righty uh, against Zykoff? I mean, again, yeah, real Muto for sure. I mean, he's he's probably the the. No, no, no. That's that's going to be against Woodruff. I'm talking. Oh, I'm sorry, just talking sorry, overall sorry, sorry. here. Would you even consider Kane since he's at nine bucks? I mean, it's absolutely. It's he's almost free. And Aguilar is free, so yeah, I, I would. I mean, so I mean, it depends how much weight you're putting on on his recent dominance against mm -hmm. righties. Um, I still think he's, you know, overperforming. Um, and, you know, so I, I, I've got no problem playing any of these guys. I do like that price on Kane. I do like Aguilar. All right. So Grandal is 12. Real Muto is 15. If you really want to save her, anybody down lower, anybody whatsoever. Wilson Ramos against Hellickson. Yep. I mean, that's the guy. Matchup. That's the guy. Yeah. I mean, Hellickson's been God awful this year. I don't even need to read stats. Here's the, here's the stat line. Suck. Yeah, he throw, he awful. he throws meat. All right. Plus, he, yeah. he uh, Ramos uh, caught him in the years past. You know, and was a prior uh, catcher for him. Knows his stuff. Knows his game inside and out. Um, you know, Ramos has not been the greatest hitter this year, but uh, certainly a, a threat to go deep. I think he has taken him deep in the past. So he's my punt at seven bucks. Um, 
other than that, you could play like Francisco Cervelli. Um, if he makes the lineup for seven bucks or uh, for a little bit more, Tom Murphy could be, could make the lineup tonight um, with the platoon advantage against Brett Anderson for 10 bucks. But that's kind of, that's kind of my pool right now. All right. Very good. And again, we'll take uh, your questions from our YouTube page uh, in just a little bit more questions as they pop up, like, and subscribe over there on our channel on YouTube, Roto-Grinders channel, and then turn on the notifications and we can, uh, completely take care of you there and if you got any questions for the chat we'll be happy to hit you up uh, i've not seen Devin asking about ipa so we're gonna be all right there chris second first base let's go to first base tonight um i'm looking at peter alonzo against helixon just because i'm targeting helixon everywhere i think musgrove who's taking a, sp- a step back christian walker uh a nice play there those are just two higher priced options that stand out to me as as i say it right now um, who's your pro- high-priced option, mid-tier option on the Yahoo site at first base? First base, um, there's plenty to choose from for sure. Um, I've kind of narrowed my pool down. Uh, let's just throw Grindal in on the lineup here quickly before we move on. Um, on the high end for me, or the it's he's kind of not the absolute high end. I mean, sure, I would love to be able to get Reese Hoskins or I've probably not goalie, but uh, Pete Alonzo would be fine. CJ Crone would be fine. Um, but I'm not, I can't really pay for it tonight because I got pitching to pay for. Plus I'd prefer uh, some of these uh, Astros um, to the big spends if I can get them in. So didn't you just say Aguilar was free? Yeah, he is free. So on the cheap end, it'd be him or Pierce. Mm-hmm. They're both seven bucks. Um, Pierce has been horrendous, but this is a, this is a professional um, lefty, masher like that's what that's his that's what he's done his entire career um you know he's seven bucks he is gonna start hitting at some point he is gonna you know all you're looking for from one of these cheap guys is to get a dong right you get a home run like that's that's what you want so you just aguilar could provide that pierce could provide that even mark reynolds could provide that against sale though i'm not gonna go there um but those would be the the punts um for just a little bit more, uh, Alednis Diaz, who I played at min price last night, who got the, got us the home run, which was nice. That's all you're looking for, um, is in play, and so is uh, Tyler White. Um, you know, this this matchup for Houston is amazing. Carpenter is just god-awful. Shouldn't be in the bigs right now. They're throwing him out there again against the hottest-hitting team in the league who just mashes left-handers. I mean, this is – and they have just a horrendous bullpen behind them. I mean – it's probably going to end up – he's probably going to end up throwing, like, a great game now because I'm going to be so high on the Astros. No, but, like, no, no, it's no. just impossible to avoid the, the Astros. Here, here's their lineup tonight. Springer, Bregman, Brantley. Hell, I'd even go Brantley. It's, that's no problem there. Correa's hitting cleanup. Gurriel, Diaz. So they move, what, Diaz up to six? Yeah, Chirinos, White, and Reddick. And Chirinos, I mean, he's going to mash. Yeah, we just can't pay for it, though. No, you can't pay up for Chirinos. White's hitting eighth. Reddick, I wonder if it's interesting for you to go with a couple of these bats at the bottom of the lineups. So you talked about Diaz maybe going Tyler White or even Reddick. Any options there at the bottom of the Houston line, uh, lineup since I think a lot of people would be on him. I'd avoid Reddick. I mean, he just doesn't have the monster upside and lefty-lefty matchup. It would be you're just looking to get a platoon advantage against a bullpen and uh to get lucky with him but I, I would avoid him at all costs but tyler white and diaz for sure they're just cheap they both have a home run upside both hit the platoon advantage 
both have a good history against uh, left-handed pitching, especially bad left-handed pitchers, which is what we're getting here tonight. You know, I'm, I'm starting to look at this. I can build a really good lineup and smash uh, Smith and Sale in the same lineup. I feel pretty confident about that. We've already talked about catcher. You can go $7. First base, you can go $7. There's a couple other positions that you can go minimum um, between 7 and $9. So, you know, as we continue to talk about building this lineup here, I want to go back to you and ask you about jamming in the two pitchers in a tournament or if that maybe that'd be a better strategy in cash. But we can get back to that a little bit later on after we fill this thing out. So we move on to second base now, unless you got anything else to say about first. Nope, I think we uh, covered it. That's kind of my pool tonight. Oh, did I say so? My the 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 highest guy. I don't know if I said this or not, but the guy my highest end first baseman who I'm trying to get in the lineup tonight is Matt Olson um, against uh, Leak. Um, this is just a phenomenal matchup for the A's. I mean, Leak has been certainly leaking um, against <laughs> righties and lefties. There, there you go. Four ten woba six of eleven. Um, home runs to righties this season the fact that he's allowed 11 home runs against a high-powered offense who you know a team that just is pretty much all or nothing with either they're going to be on with homers or they're not against the A's here it's not the best ballpark but it's fine and uh all these guys are just in play tonight um against I'm locking in Chris Davis yeah yeah he's way too cheap for sure that's that's I mean he he got me there last night with the double dong and uh that's a guy he's a guy who's come and i whatever hot streaks are real suck it cardi um and <laughs> they are this guy there's no he this is the guy that epitomizes hot streaks chris yeah. davis so when he gets rolling you want to ride that bat and uh he got he got started last night um after his uh kind of a slump for a little period here and so you want to get back on he's so cheap too he's 13 bucks on yahoo it's just a just an autoplay you know, I don't have a very good short-term memory anymore, but there was uh, there's some good stats about, you know, Davis and how he got off to that really, really hot start and then didn't hit a home run for like three weeks, right? He had that dry spell. Well, I'm jumping all over this, dude. I'm, come on, two home runs last night. And th- this guy is the epitome. If you don't believe in streaks, go look at Chris Davis and his game log. Just yep. like you were saying, it just, he hits home runs and bunches and then he's he hits dingers he hits dingers like big al remember big al the little leaguer who hits dingers no you don't remember that no sorry buddy Uh, was i supposed to i thought a guy like you who's you know such a up on all these sports would uh would have would have followed the little league world series a little bit especially being a dad it's been a long time and I got little bitty kids. By the way, Davis had not hit a home run since what, April 14th? Till he hit the two last night. Yeah, he was hurt, but he um, had 11. He had like 11 in the first two weeks, the two and a half weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, he goes out and hits two last night. He's on. He's back. He's back. And uh, well, you want, you want to play him whenever he's in Texas, too. It's a little, yeah. known, little known fact. Oh, what's the fact? He's, he's not there tonight, but when he is. Yeah, you want to play? You like sit in the Rangers. Um, are we done? We we got to get to second base. Now. Um, second base. So the top. Chavis, pl- if you're paying up, any interest in Chavis? Chavis is a beast, right? Like some. Chavis. Um, whatever. Um, he's a beast, right? This is a guy that this is a this is this is a home run upside every time. But uh, you just can't pay twenty three bucks. I would love Whit Merrifield tonight too. Mm-hmm. 
uh, 24 against the, just the awful pitcher and Shelby Miller, who has, uh, you know, cheese put it in his article. I just has no, this jabroni has no business being in the, in the majors anymore, but they keep rolling him out there. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, he, he was kind of okay. in one star, but that was against the pirates who are just pathetic, right? Are the pit, the, the pirates are not the most pathetic team from like mm-hmm. just pitching batting everything like they just have a bunch of losers on that team and uh people are going to play uh musgrove i'm going to call it now musgrove is another loser just like kingham just like all these other guys um they're just they just i don't know if it's the pitching coach or what but uh i I hate everything about pittsburgh um team um i actually uh, i was rooting for uh, philly to beat toronto believe it or not even being a boston guy so it's it's not it's it's not a pennsylvania thing um, it's not a Pennsylvania thing. That's no. good. But uh, the 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 best play from a point per dollar for the higher end, if you can get him in, would be Mustakas. You know, he's batting cleanup. Um, they they should be able to put put a lot of runs here. He's just in the middle of that super potent lineup, home run upside, great park for him. Um, he's certainly a good play. A couple dollars cheaper, Cano, against our boy Eikhoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean uh, against uh, Helixson. Sorry, I'm getting names swimming in my head. Um, would be the next guy. Um, I, I prefer Mustakas, but from there we can play this uh, this prospect. Um, I think it'll probably even say what he's done here in AAA. Yeah, look, eleven homers in thirty-seven games in AAA. Um, there's a reason they wanted him up there. Um, so uh, you could play him, um, just kind of a low-owned guy. Profar. I love the A's tonight. Profar has been raking lately. Um, he might end up getting like that, a, a good batting spot in the top of the order because of the platoon advantage against Leak. Um, no one's going to play him. He's a good play. 11 bucks. Um, for the cheap guys, Nunez is fine. You know, the Red Sox, he's down at the bottom of the order. It's tough. Um, and he's not the greatest, but uh, I'd be fine putting him in. But the cheap guy who probably will end up breaking the slate again if I don't play him will be Ian Kinsler against Kershaw at seven bucks if he gets the leadoff spot. Yeah, I wrote that down, Kinsler, and I wanted to ask you about him. So good. I mean, that's the guy right there, right? He's got a little matchup against Kershaw. We could say Kershaw isn't the same guy, but he's still got command. Um, I mean, he could just – but all you need is one swing from Kinsler, right? And that's it. Boom, pays off. Uh, let me get a couple questions here on the chat. Again, YouTube page, Roto Grinders YouTube page. Click on the notifications. We'll let you know when the shows are on. We got uh, videos and everything like that as well. It's a free show here. Um, addicted to losing 82 wants you to do the show by yourself. Do you want to do the show by yourself? No, I need I need uh, some clown on here to make some jokes and stuff yeah. like that, like you're, you're doing, you know? Thanks, I appreciate it. That's what I'm here for, the humor. So take that, addicted to losing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we got Wade. That's a, that's a, I like the screen name, though. Yeah, I mean, if he's addicted to losing, then what? You know, watch this and try and win a little bit. But, um, and yeah, quick from YouTube, Tyler White for Houston. Thoughts on him? By the way, let me go grab a drink of water. So you're you're on camera by yourself for about ten. Ah, seconds. here we go. So addicted to losing is going to get his wish. Um, yeah, Tyler White, uh, definitely a good play. Um, you can play him or Diaz. At, um, take your pick. Um, Diaz will probably be a tad bit popular because he's one spot ahead of him in the order or one or two spots and a uh, dollar cheaper, I believe, but both good plays. Um, I just want to see, did Kinsler go nuts against Kershaw? Was it previously? Does it matter? Uh, Come on. It's I just wanted to see. I don't, I, I don't even know. Um, he just break. I just remember him breaking the slate. 
um, and I didn't have him. And I, I mean, so I'm, I'm always looking for punts, right? Like at second base. So he would be the guy. So sorry. Where, where are we now? What position? What position are we? Third, We're third. second base. Let's move on to third. Cause that's after second base. Yes, sir. Um, third, the clear play is Bregman. I mean, let's just pull up a game long here. Dude has just been mashing, right? Um, hit a got, you know, I had a buddy who was texting me how Bregman was killing his stack yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, hits a bomb. This, these Astros are just relentless against these horrible pitchers, right? Like, so they just, they love laying it on. Um, that's what you want. Um, went absolutely ham against Texas. Um, just solid and as good of a matchup as you're going to see. I mean, who else has, who else legitimately has 36 point upside, you know, double dong upside on, on the slate tonight for 22 bucks. It's Bregman. Well, I mean, is he a must play then, or can we go down mid tier, maybe get a little Matt Carter? He's not, he's not because he's hard to fit. Right. Especially if we're going, if we're going sale and, and Smith, um, Carpenter, what's your thoughts on Carpenter? Tom? Yeah, he's the next guy. He's the he's kind of the mid tier range guy. He's the the next one in play there for fourteen bucks. Uh, Fulty's a good. I do believe in Fulty. I think he's gotten a little unlucky so far. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to click for him um, really soon. But um, still, he's had some struggles with left handed batters throughout his career. Carpenter's just a solid hitter. It's fourteen bucks. Is too cheap. Um, you can you can play him and feel good about it. I don't see any. Um, I don't see anybody lower than Carpenter that I really feel decent playing. Is there any super punt that's on your list? Because I don't have. I don't have anybody. Tell you the truth, I'm gonna probably have to spend fourteen dollars on my third base tonight. Um, let's see if anyone made the lineup. Um, oh, so here's a punt for you. Who's gonna? Who's awful? Right? Like if he makes the lineup. Um, and uh, the reason I'm recommending him here today is because he won me an afternoon slate on uh, DraftKings, different show, on, well, uh, su reason to play on Sunday. Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> Big Panda. He's been kind of sneakily hitting this season. He's been like the only bright spot for the Giants. Um, you know, popped a homer the other day. Awful park, sure. Thornton is an absolute fraud. I said it before. He's terrible. Um, and for eight bucks, if you really want to punt, um, I could see uh, Sandoval rolling a little bit here in this matchup. Plus, it's a terrible Blue Jays bullpen behind them. Awful park, right? But like, you know, a pretty good park for like doubles. And uh, so he could rack up a few doubles. He's not going to get you that triple with his speed. But uh, um, eight bucks, he'd be the guy. There were, you were looking to see if JD Davis made the lineup because he was projecting no. to be, but he didn't make the lineup. Plus, yeah. that guy's terrible too. Um, well, I mean, but, for seven dollars at third yeah. base tonight, you're not getting anybody good. Yeah, I mean, so. you're getting Big Panda. You're getting Big Panda. Congratulations, way to go. I mean, that does not excite me whatsoever. So, um, I'm looking. So, there's really two ways to go. If you're going to pay up, it's Bregman. If you're not, it's going to be Carpenter. Um, yeah, so let me just see what I wrote down. I mean, here. Hunter Dozier against if you really want to pay oh. contrarian, Hunter Dozier against Shelby Miller. Anybody against Shelby Miller? Yeah, but you that's like who's gonna have I mean, I guess he's like the phenomenal GPP play. Yeah, because <laughs> no one's gonna have him. You can't pay twenty-seven, you can't pay twenty-seven dollars. I agree. I mean, you can, you can, you can throw like Woodruff. You can throw like Woodruff and um uh Duffy together. 
mm-hmm. in a lineup and have a lot of room for bats. And you could do a KC stack there. You're still going to need some value plays to fit around them, but you can do, you can make it happen and nobody's going to do that. So that's a good idea for like the, that the large field GPP that they have. Do you read the chat a lot? Um, yeah, I got it. I got it's it. Okay going here. You're mean to me. Yeah. Addicted to losing. Don't worry about it. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I've done radio in you know top ten markets. People are a lot meaner there than on this. Boom. Chat, I'll tell you that much. You ever worked in Boston before? Oh my God! Holy moly! They just want to. All bad. right, so I'm getting sick and tired. I mean, I get Boston is 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 kind of a weird sports market, right? Like people, place so, yeah, they get you say that, but it's not. So it it is. Also, I live there. It's a horrible place. It, I mean, it, whatever. It's cold. The people are crabby. It's cold. It is cold. Suburbs. It's cold. It's cold. It all depends which people you get. Like, You're in the suburbs, right? No, I'm I'm right in the heart of the city. Where? Uh, I live in East Boston, right on the water. Oh, um, so you don't live in Boston. It's right by right by Logan. I literally I live, live in, in my airport. address is my address is Boston, yeah. Mass. Yeah, it's called the airport. You don't live in real. No, Boston. it's literally you haven't been here in a while. You haven't seen. Well, I've been there. I lived there. I was there like two years ago. Yeah, well, it's a big change right, now. You know it's literally one Red stop Sox, away Red from downtown. Can go fall into the bay. All right, can we move on to shortstop? So anyway, Boston gets Bob. I'm getting sick and tired of Bob. I love Bobby. Bobby and I are good friends. Bobby Fi. All right, get along really well. Right. But he's it's irk. So I had to mute Killer B on Twitter. Uh-huh. Because I just can't stand him. Um, I do a podcast with him on in real life. I like him, uh-huh. but I can't take his sports takes. So I had to mute him on Twitter because it was just aggravating me too much. And now Bobby threw a comment about like worst mark. He's been he always throws these Boston comments about right. like Boston fans. And it's right. starting to it's starting to irk me. I get it, but New York fans are horrible. No, Philly. not like yes, that. Yes, they are. They're the no. worst. Philly yes, they are. The Philly's the horrible. Philly's the worst. There's and horrible fans everywhere. Right? right, but there's more horrible people in Boston than anywhere. outside of Boston. Like not like the, no, the, the college. It's also outside. like the high, like highest college per cap, like intellectual. Because right, you're like, all snobs. There's these cliques. You guys have lived in the same place. Like nobody leaves Boston. You're just stuck in that place. So there's no, there's no newcomers. You can't be friends with them. Oh, I mean, I don't make I don't make friends See, in Boston. Look at That's, you. You're so I mean, get it. Like New York, it's like much better. From like I like yeah. the city of New York better, uh, but I'm not not New York sports fans. <laughs> I love. I do. I, I'm the first to admit it. New York is the best city. Like from a city it's standpoint, yeah. people are so it's open. Good. You you meet people, but like from a fan standpoint, the New York mm-hmm. faithful fans are just as bad as no, the, no, Boston, no. the 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 normal Boston. Probably Let me just say this. Let me just say this. I absolutely love Boston. Terrific town. There are more per capita bad people though in Boston. Oh, look, look at the Eagles, the Eagles guy calling us annoying. Oh, the uh, Eagles guy? Yeah, because we like we haven't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are. Let me get a quick question here from YouTube uh, yeah. from our, our page. If you haven't subscribed yet, will you do it already? So I don't have to read this promo 85 times during the show. Uh, it, I actually enjoy it. Anybody on a few San Diego bats tonight? Anybody mean Kirkwood? Um, yeah, Kinsler would be the cheap punt. Um, you can you can certainly. I mean, Kershaw is not the same. Mm-hmm. There's there's guys who have great stat cast numbers like Machado. Mm-hmm. Great low owned play tonight. No one's going to play him. He's sixteen bucks. Definitely could could go yard. Um, same with Franmel. That whole that actually that whole one through four. Um, good plays. So on to shortstop now. And at what point in time? I mean, Seeger is just 
he's eight dollars now. Yeah, he's he's free. That being said, I mean, now he finally hit a home run. That was big. Right? He hit a home run. Was it last night? I went to sleep early last Grand night. Grand slam. Grand slam last night. So that was last night. Uh, at $8, I almost feel like in cash, he's a must play. But tournament, $8. If you're going high at pitching, you're going to have to find some salary relief. If you want to stick the Houston bats in there, you want to get the Boston bats, can you recommend Corey Seager at 8 bucks? Um, Yeah, you can. I just had to say that. Um, anyway, uh, let me guess. You were saying something about Boston on chat. How great you are in Philly? No, I, I, I don't think Boston's great, like great city by any means. I live here, but it's. I don't think it's the worst. Uh, I think Philly can uh, take the claim there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the top play at shortstop today is Correa. Uh-huh. You can get him. Uh, let me just double check that he made the lineup. Uh, oh yeah, he's hitting cleanup. Yeah, yeah number one play um, by far for me. Um, Mondesi, if you can afford him mm-hmm. against Shelby Miller, just easy play. Um, just really tough to afford him. Uh, Xander would be the next guy. Um, completely low owned, zero owned. Nobody's going to play overpriced home run upside. Ronnie Rodriguez, mm-hmm. kind of the, uh, kind of looks like Sandoval, uh, a little bit, but, um, definitely has home run upside Machado. Uh, great low on play. Um, other than that, um, uh, then it's uh, Seager for the cheap, cheap play. Who's probably going to make a lot of lines just because he's easy to just, just makes it work. Um, you could play. This is going to make you puke uh, Brandon Crawford, but like why play Brandon Crawford when you can play Seager yeah, for eight not gonna bother. dollars? Not going to bother with that uh, real quick. So the guy that was asked about the San Diego bats, Kinsler's the guy you brought up. I mean, this is not a smash spot. This is throw a dart, and if he hits a home run, you got it. And it's going to put you up. It's going to give you tons of leverage. And then Machado's another one, right? Two guys for the Padres I'm looking at, that would be it. Yep. Uh, I mean, no, one through four. Uh, like I said, uh, Fran Mill um, just crushes the baseball when he gets a hold of it. So he, he could hit one. And, uh, you know, if Kershaw's off, if he's struggling, you know, Renfro, too. One through four. Those guys are definitely home run candidates. But, right. but it's an awful yeah. matchup. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, <laughs> now Jimino's hopping in on uh, on Philadelphia too. This is just wonderful. Even people from Boston have to look at the one place that's more right, annoying you, than them. You can, you, you can, you're allowed to make the mistake once, but his name's Jamino. And he's kind of a big wig around here. He is. He's like one of the bosses. I can't so call you, him. So it's fine to make the mistake once, but right, you, can't, the, you, uh, can't, you can't make it again. Okay. Have I ever made that mistake? Well, no, you just did. So right. you can't ever do it again. Jamino. Jamino. By the way, he totally helps me win money. Absolute go. Does everything for football preseason. Play, the guy was on plate IQ. Uh, no, he, he's ownership too. All right. Sorry, Jamino, for calling you Jimino. Didn't yeah. even know I did it. George Springer at $27. <laughs> if you're going to go to the Houston route tonight, again, we're talking about paying up big time. So if you're building a lineup, and I know that Springer's a couple extra bucks, but who's the higher upside or the higher high price priority, Bregman or Springer um, in a tournament? I mean, just because of pricing Bregman okay. and because of uh, positional scarcity. Um, but uh, Springer, no one's going to play. It's going to be tough to play Springer tonight, 27 bucks. So that gives it's gonna them It's going to be tough to play Yelich too then. Yep. 
uh, but you do have a two dollar discount there. Uh, the number one play would be Trout, twenty three bucks. Three bucks. Why is he? You know, it's not just been today; it's been lately. He's been low priced. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he's as you know, he did 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 start you know performing against uh, Baltimore. He went through a little bit of a rough, rough stretch, but he's the best hitter in baseball. So he's twenty three bucks. He's cheaper than all these guys. So you play him. Um, he would be number one. Yelich is all, certainly a great play. Springer, um, if you have that money somewhere. Um, J.D. Martinez, just uh-huh. more affordable. Matchup of the lefty at home. It's also bobblehead night. Um, and we know that guarantees a home run, right? It doesn't guarantee a home run, but there is a study where production goes up on bobblehead night. Well, there you go. So there is, a, there is factual. It is not completely minimal that when it's your bobblehead, you're going to your points per game go up just a little bit. So there you go. It's J.D. Martinez bobblehead night. Yes, sir. All right. Very good. There you go. I'm locking them in. A little chilly outside. Not the greatest hitting weather, but, uh, he, you know, Freeland certainly hasn't been the same Freeland as last season. Uh, matchup with a lefty. Good play. Um, from there, the I mean, there's no shortage of options, right? We've Like Mitch Hanniger is a play that no one's going to he You know, homered last night. He's a solid play for 18 bucks with the platoon advantage. We'll probably lead off. Um, no, people won't get to him. Harper is going to dong eventually, right? Like he's just been awful, uh-huh. but um, it's going to happen. You talked about uh, Reyes with the Padres, and then we already talked about Chris Davis. Chris Davis is almost an auto lock in any. Yep, you know, correct. $13 just, on Yahoo. Are you kidding me? Correct. Doesn't make sense. So we plug him in. Mm-hmm. We still have uh, 17 per player. Like we could, um, like, if you're if you're just look at the lineup that we're building right now here, um, let's say like you could you could probably even you know we could even get Trout in, mm-hmm. and uh, then we only have eleven bucks. We'd have to take you know have to find someone that we like there. Um, certainly could be done. Um, you know even like a Lorenzo Kane for nine bucks. Um, I mean you could do Kane and Yelich, right? Like you could do a lot. You can do JD um, right here. JD or Harper, let's see what we can do if we put uh, JD in, um, what is he, 19? Mm-hmm. So JD still got 15 bucks. Um, who's 15? See if anyone I like. I know I like, um, well, I like Jock Peterson for 13. Mm-hmm. Too cheap, um, even though a tough matchup. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of different ways you can go. All right. Very good. That's the build right there. Um, one more time. If you want to hit us up with questions off the uh, YouTube right now, I immediately regret making fun of your hometown because it's just evolved into uh, Boston versus Philly. So, uh, and which one's worse. So I apologize for that. That's completely my fault. Kirkwood a uh, quick question from YouTube, Matt Carpenter tonight. We talked about Carpenter. We're both on him. Uh, he's probably one of the lower, I mean, it's probably just about as low as you can go price-wise at third base on Yahoo, right? Yep. Okay. In play for sure. Low-owned uh, play for 13 bucks. Uh, here's a BVP special for you, Victor Robles, um, who's just, if Thor is off, um, does have that stolen base upside, has homered twice off of him in the past. I think it was in one game. Um, but uh, Yeah, the only, what do you mean BVP? That's like one game. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) 
I buy hot streaks. I don't buy one game, but okay. I, I'm just just throwing it out there for the BVP truthers. And then there. guess what? You're going to be right, and then we're all going to I'm, I'm not going to be playing them myself. I'm just throwing it out there. All right, fine. Let's do some stacks. Huh? What's your, what's your favorite stack of the night? I already told you I like the Brewers a little bit. Houston, what? Houston's going to be the number one stack. Maybe the Red Sox will be the number one stack. Seems like every night those two are the top stacks. So is it Houston? Is it Boston? Are you on my side with Milwaukee maybe a little bit tonight? Where else uh, are you looking for for stacks? Um, well, the number one stack is absolutely the Astros. Mm -hmm. Number two uh, for me would be either the – probably because of pricing would be the Brewers, um, okay. but also the Royals. Those are like the high, the the spots that you know that's the high implied team totals that everyone else is going to be on. Um, should see the Red Sox are certainly in play. Um, you know the weather's a little bit tough, but uh, the low owned stack for me would be um, loading up against Musgrove, um, who no one no one else is going to do. People are going to be playing Musgrove tonight, and uh, with uh, some of these Diamondbacks. I mean, yeah, it, it also makes uh, sense. Maybe you talked about, you talked about Mitch Hanager, right? Um, what about going to the, um, going to the Seattle side Encarnacion has been hitting well, uh, Edwin Encarnacion. I'm going to throw out there as my dinger tonight. I'm going to throw out Encarnacion's name for one of those guys. And I think that uh, on the other side, Chris Davis is going to do it. Those are the, those are a couple guys I'm looking at as well. Davis, I'll probably have major exposure to. And did I tell you that like most of my most of my uh, money is going toward Yahoo now since he told me to play on it? It's it's been very nice. Thank you very so much. So is it leaving? It's going to Yahoo, and you're not increasing. It's going to love Yahoo, and it's just sitting there. But it's it's increasing. Yeah, it's sitting there. It's sitting there, and it's, it's still you're still there. live. You're still still in. I'm the game. still alive. Like a one dollar deposits up to one twenty five. Okay, so it's just, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I mean, you you talked me into it, and I like the price in there. It's tightened up a little bit, hasn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it goes. It's still all. I mean, lineup construction is no secret. It's still all about the high end pitchers, um, or you know, the high upside pitchers, and then uh, just picking the home runs. Stacking less important as opposed to a site like FanDuel. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, still certainly in play. I let it come, like, naturally um, based on price. And uh, just – but it's basically just trying to trying to get the high strikeouts and home runs, right? It's easy, easy game. Oh, it's easy. Yeah, no, it's, it's very easy. This is why everybody makes money on, on DFS. Just very easy to go out and play there. Uh, all right, so that's our stacks. You got any home runs for me tonight? Um. Let me see. I mean, they're going to be – it's going to be Oakland. Uh, I'm going to say Matt Olson. We'll go Olson. All right. Little yep. little A's stack tonight then? Yeah, definitely. Little A's stack. All right. Very good. Um, and the, Super the low owned yeah, stack. Uh, the San Francisco Giants. It's probably not going to work. <laughs> You've got a lot of – <laughs> a lot of confidence in that one. Well, no, it's probably not going to work. But, you know, if like if guys like Sandoval make the lineup, Mac Williamson could certainly crush mm -hmm. one out. You know, mm -hmm. I just think Thornton is so much of a fraud digging into him. I just think he's horrendous, and that bullpen is horrendous. This could be a night where they put up some runs. All right, very good. Um, 
Very good, man. I think we're done, right? Have we built a nice lineup? Are you comfortable with it? Yeah, right. always, always. If you haven't already uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do it. Like it, subscribe, watch all the videos that are for free. You know, we got other videos out there that we pre-produce. We got live shows for you. And turn on the notifications because we want to be as annoying as possible to let you know that uh, things are on. That's all I got to say, Kirkwood. I'm glad you're back. It's nice to see you again. It's just been too long. I hear you. It's, been, it's good, good, good to be back. It's good to be back. Not, not with me, just in general. No, no, I always appreciate it. Always fun doing a show with you. You, you, yeah. took, a, you took a wrong turn today, but what it's okay. I expect that out of you. You went into the whole Boston thing, you know, but. I mean, listen, so people don't have to love the facts, Chris. People don't have to love the facts. They have to accept them. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks, Devin. I think Simon's hanging out doing that somewhere. Have good luck. And, uh, oh, I got to remind everybody, Roto Grinders Sports Betting Podcast, me and Thomas Casale. We'll be recording tomorrow night. It'll usually drop like Thursday morning, and uh, that'll be good times. So do it. We got a lot of sports betting news. You, you're into sports betting? You're great at DFS. You might as well be. Oh, I'm terrible at sports betting. Really? I, uh, I've made, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I got, I got hurt in the N- NBA playoffs. Of course, one was following my heart with my Celtics, yeah, and uh, but uh, yeah, I called a couple of bad series. Series, uh, I got you. I hear you. Just lay off it then. Stay away. Um, everybody, good luck tonight. Take care of yourself. I'm Holden Kusher. He's Chris Kirkwood. Have a great evening. Welcome to another edition of Turd Ferguson, the Monkey Knife Fight, guys. If you haven't seen this before, I'm giving you five of my favorite props over on Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't signed up yet, making bad life choices, sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get a free 100% deposit bonus up to your first $50, free money, play through it once, and it is yours, and you don't even have to do any research. Just watch these videos, play these picks, and win some money. Got five of you tonight, including my late night dagger, which features a two out of three rapid fire in the Dodgers game. Let's get to my level one prop. It's a two out of two rapid fire in the Miami game. All right, first up, we have Caleb Smith versus Morton. Total strikeouts, and Caleb Smith is getting the tiebreaker. This makes it an easy pick here. Caleb Smith is the better strikeout pitcher with a better strikeout matchup. The Rays currently striking out at a huge clip near the top of the league versus left-handed pitching, so this makes this an absolute lock here. Caleb Smith will beat Morton outright, but if they get the same amount, then he ends up winning anyways. Next up, Diaz versus Bam. Very tough matchup for both. Both have the platoon split. Runs and RBIs are an incredibly volatile category, so you roll with Diaz. The three implied total for the Rays here is not that high, so both of them are most likely to end up with none. You roll Diaz with the tiebreaker and just count your money. Next up, we have my level two prop, which is a two out of two rapid fire in the St. Louis game. All right, so Flaherty versus Fulton Nevich. 
Fulte has been absolutely horrible this year. Has an exit over six, only striking out guys at about 15% clip. Just horrible and not a good matchup for him. Likely to get knocked around, likely to be out of the game quickly here. Flaherty's only giving up 1.5 Ks and he's got a nice 26% K rate on the season here. He is absolutely going to crush Fulte here. Only giving up one and a half is way too low. Even though both these teams don't strike out a huge clip, it's a great prop for you. Next up, we have DeJong versus Goldsmith. Run slash RBIs. DeJong is the better batter this year. Goldsmith in the past has been better, but he's better this year. Getting the tiebreaker in a volatile category when there's only about four and a half runs planning on being scored by the Cardinals here. You take DeJong and you just move on. All right, next up, we have my level three prop. It's a two out of three rapid fire in that same game. All right, so I just talked to you about the first two parts of this prop, and you already know the reasons why you need to be on them. It's very simple. I already talked about Fulte is worse than Flaherty. DeJong, better than Goldschmidt, and you're not giving up that much. Lastly, we have Freeman versus Carpenter. Freeman is a good hitter, but Carpenter is getting the platoon split against a much, much worse pitcher here. Fulte has been terrible this year. Flaherty has been good. Carpenter is a good batter. Batting leadoff here. You take Carpenter and you just move on. Next up, we have my level four prop, which is a two out of two rapid fire in the Dodgers game. All right, Turner versus Renfro. Turner is batting in the middle of the Dodgers order here. Renfro, obviously, in the middle of the San Diego order. But the Dodgers are projected to score around 3.9 runs, while the Padres are only projected for about three runs. Run slash RBI is a volatile category, and you want to go with the guy getting the tiebreaker. This guy also happens to be the guy that is a better batter and projected to get more runs. So you take Turner, every sign points towards him. Next up, Myers versus Machado. This one's a little bit tougher. Machado is the better hitter slightly, and he's in the exact same spot, but Myers is getting the tiebreaker on total bases. If you really want, you can go with Machado, but I highly suggest Myers here. He's just the better odds on choice to get a hit and he's facing Kershaw so it's not going to be surprising if neither of these guys get a hit. Over in Vegas the odds are about minus 240 to actually get a hit in this game so I would probably go with Myers here just because of the volatility. Alright guys last up we have my late night dagger before I get to that don't forget to like and subscribe over on YouTube and leave any of your favorite props on there or any questions you have. We'll try and get to them throughout the day, but any questions you have, we can answer there. So like and subscribe so you know when these videos come out. But let's get to my late night dagger, which is the two out of three rapid fire in the Dodgers game. All right, so Machado versus Renfro. Machado is the better batter. Machado is getting the tiebreaker here, and Machado is just more likely to end up with a hit here. Both these guys going against Hurst, great pitcher, not what he used to be, but they are both likely to not get a hit here. So in that scenario, Machado ends up with the win here. You take him and you don't even think about it. Next up, Peterson versus Turner, run slash RBIs. Again, incredibly volatile category here. Peterson has the platoon split compared to Turner without it. Peterson is getting the tiebreaker compared to Turner without it. Peterson is the obvious choice here. Going up against a very good pitcher, both these guys will likely end up with zero. You take Peterson. Next up, Myers versus Machado. This one's a tough one here, but you roll with Myers because of the tiebreaker here. Muncy does have the platoon split and is in the higher implied team total Dodgers lineup, but 
I don't care. I'm going with Myers. Muncy is unlikely to get a run slash RBI here. And Myers could end up with one. He's going to win this around 60% of the time, so he rolls Myers. All right, guys. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed the video. Good luck on all your props tonight. Let's win some money. I'll be back again later on in the week. So I'm out of here, kids. See ya. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
go when I run around as Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it is actually 505 on the East Coast, <clears throat> 205 on the West Coast, 405 Tennessee time, which of course, of course, that just time with a flagship show here at Runner Grinders. It's called it's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fancy Draft. And joining me today, it's the uh, the, the wide awake. <laughs> the man, somebody just pulled a Jamito. I don't want to point to fingers or anything, but uh, you know, Stevie, this, when you have a kid and you work long hours, I think you're pumping out some. Uh, more NASCAR content that the All-Star Guild's going down. So you, you got a little catnap in, and you also may have forgot what time the, the, the flagship uh, show starts. It, to be fair, it's, it starts at different times, or at least it, it was pushed forward uh, this season. So, uh, you know, thank you for showing up. We had Grant in the wings, for what it's worth. So thank you, Grant, for uh, being on layaway just in case. But uh, how, uh, how, how are things otherwise in your world there, Stevie? I'm doing good, man. Ready to break down the slate. You know, we're, we're obviously lot late because of me. Um, so... I'm not going to get into it too much. We're just we're going to break down this slate, give out uh, some winners, and uh, move on. Yeah, the, the chat was uh, as much as with, with the chalk technical issues on my end because I'm not the most technologically savvy. And this is where you remind the people that it's not just for uh, computers. I may or may not know that how to change a tire, which uh, you like to point out. Like which I, I'm just not as masculine as you are, Stevie. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. Um, we this is a 12 gamer. This is no time for messing around. We need all the minutes we can get. We got 53 minutes before we step aside and get out of here. Of course, we want to cram in as much pitcher talk, as much hitter, hitter talks. Of course, we want to get as many questions in as possible, too, at the end of the show. Uh, if you guys are on the old YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. And if uh, you know if you guys are asking questions on YouTube, our uh, fabulous multitasking producer, the D-Train, Devin, uh, he will copy and paste those and throw them in the Rotor Riders chat uh, at the end of the show. Of course, you guys are going to go to Rotor chat as is. Feel free to uh, ask your questions. Hey, throughout the show, we might get a chance to touch on them, but if nothing else, at the end, uh, our sponsor has a free roll going down. Devin's going to go ahead and drop that in the, uh, that link in the chat as well for Fantasy Draft. Uh, this slate is awesome, Stevie. Uh, I imagine you like it too. Uh, two, I mean, two of the best. Well, I mean, well, I, who, who do you want to talk about? You want to talk about how amazing Chris Sale is? You want to talk about how amazing uh, Caleb Smith is, who's just been like, I don't know, maybe the best pitcher in baseball this season? Uh, we can talk about either one. They're both fantastic today. I still have Sale as my, like, top pitcher on the slate, not considering price. Um, but I, I do think Caleb Smith is right there um, with him, you know, just if we're considering price. Um, on FanDuel, like, I, I really like Sale, you know, with with Smith being so much more expensive on, on DraftKings or so much more on FanDuel. But I still think he's in play over there. Um, and then on, on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, like, I'm going to try and cash games to play both of these guys. Like, I know you're the cash game guy and I'm the tournament guy, but everything I can do today, Dean, to get these guys in on cash game. Yeah, uh, right now my shell lineup has uh, – it's got Caleb Smith and has Chris Sale. So there's no diversion tactic there at all. I'm just I was looking at my lineup and I'm like, yeah, and like – this is my favorite kind of slate. You can double down, the double barrel lead arms. And that, that's kind of where we're at. And I think it's pretty clear. It's like four big arms at the top. We'll talk about the other two in a second. I assume you agree, but if we don't, that'll be good times as well too. But like I was saying, as far as Caleb Smith, on the season for qualified pitchers, he's got the, sec- the second highest swinging strike rate uh, in baseball. Not even, a you know, not this slate in baseball. Incidentally, Blake Snell is almost, it's like two and a half percentage points ahead of the field, which is insane. Uh, he's number one. Uh, as far as Hayes, I, he's like top three, top four in strikeouts. Again, this is on the season. He's number one on the slate. Um, I'm, I'm now mixing my pages up. I think it's for 34, 35. Uh, let's see. He's 34.8%. He's third in the league behind Cole and Snell as well. 
you know, he's, he's just been pretty awesome. The walks have been fine. Uh, he's, he's, I mean, I understand he plays for the Marlins. He's protected by that ballpark. He's probably not going to get the W. We'll talk about Morton on the other side. And Morton may be a little bit safer, I suppose, because he gets to face the terrible Marlins. And by the way, these stats for Caleb Smith, uh, Stevie, uh, they are so impressive. And he's, he doesn't get to face the Marlins. He doesn't have that benefit. Imagine if he gets to, he gets to face the Marlins. So, Dean, he would be even better. Uh, it's legit. This guy was legit last year before he got hurt. And uh, it's not a fraud. I, I, I know there's small samples and things like that, but I think he's going to be uh, awesome going forward, too. That finally the price is where it should be, but still uh, facing a Tampa team that, you know, uh, obviously they, they play in a cavernous ballpark as well, but they lost their DH. So that's a, you know, certainly appealing. It heightens the, the K upside for a guy like K.L. Smith. And I guess uh, it, now it's time to talk about Chris Sale because is that, I mean, I assume that's the chalk, man. Just get Caleb Smith, get Chris Sale in there and kind of make it work as far as the sticks. And we'll talk about the bats in a second. I think it's Houston and everybody else as far as the slate. And I imagine uh, most are, are looking at it that way. Uh, talk to me about Chris Sale. I guess uh, the rumors of his death were uh, largely exaggerated. <laughs> um, as a Red Sox fan, I'm super excited that Chris Sale is kind of back. Um, I think we can say he's kind of back. Look at the strikeouts, 42 strikeouts over his last four starts. Um, he looks really good. The velocity's there. Everything looks good for Sale. And then, you know, obviously now he's getting the Rockies on the road. Um, the Rockies, very good offense at home. When they're on the road, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, very good against lefties, no matter which ballpark, doesn't matter. Um, but the rest of this lineup kind of stinks. So I, I think this is a spot that we see Sale pitch really well, but I'm not going to go out there and say that he's going to throw a shutout in this game. I think that he might run into trouble with Arenado or Story and give up a run or two, but he's still looking like a guy that's probably going to get 10 to 12 strikeouts in this spot. And, you know, we could see Caleb Smith and, and Chris Sale combined for 20 plus strikeouts in this spot. I'm curious what the, uh, the total is as far as the, the, the overrunner. I'm trying to find it right now in, uh, in the old lineup HQ as far well, what do you think the total is the overrunner projected strikeouts for sale? Um, eight and a half. Yeah. I thought you're going to answer that and take long enough where I can actually scroll and find it. But I had a different page up, and now I cannot get to it. Do you happen to have it up in front of you by chance? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I am the worst. Uh, Good job, it, Dean. <laughs> it's here, but like I don't trust my my scrolling ability. And you got to scroll a little bit in the old things, uh, and then every once in a while I lose the His page. K prop is nine and a half. There you go. Thank you. I, I again, I was stalling. I was trying to buy some time, and that, I think Caleb I pretty- Smith is seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, what, what's Charlie Morton? Morton is six and a half. Yeah, so Morton's a guy they don't necessarily go terribly deep. That's, that's sort of one hiccup, I suppose, and him being in the National League. Uh, there's a chance, depending on when his lineup spot comes up, and he gets the pinch hit four, like in the sixth inning or something like that. And it's not so bad if you're home and you get pinch hit four because you've already pitched the top of the inning. But if you're on the road and you get pinch hit four in that specific inning, of course, it has to be that inning. It wouldn't make sense otherwise. Uh, you actually lose your half inning to pitch. So uh in theory he can get pinched for the sixth inning and he loses he only picked he only goes five uh if that particular scenario sets up but again you know we don't have to rehash it there's only so many different ways you can say it this Marlins team is completely dreadful it's putrid uh you know and of course they strike out less versus the lefties and do versus righties collectively versus the right-handers we're looking at a Marlins team with this specific lineup today 24.4 percent uh they got that rookie Ramirez in there currently has a zero percent k rate that's in a small sample size uh, four plate appearances, not afraid of him so much. Uh, 
And Cooper cracked it, he strikes at a ton. Alfaro cracks it, he strikes, he strikes at a ton. There's no Martin Prado, which is nice, nice because he's one of the more uh, contact-heavy hitters. Um, yeah, like I, I love him too. It's just I don't know if I can get – Smith is just cheaper, uh, and he gets me an extra bat basically, which that's sort of where I'm at right now. I'm trying to get different combinations of those three. We'll talk about more guys in a second, but is that why – straight up, like same price. Who do you have for me? You got Morton or you got uh, Caleb? Um, I still like Caleb Smith more, but I, I do like this lineup for Charlie Morton. This lineup is really good. Um, no Granderson in this lineup, which added another righty. Um, Charlie Morton's strikeout rate is a little bit higher against lefties than righties since the start of last season. But when we get a smaller sample and look at this year, like he's just been death to righties. So I think that this is a great spot for Charlie Morton. You know, like you said, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup and only one lefty, Neil Walker, the only lefty in there. So um, this is a spot Morton should pitch really well in. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I was looking at that too, as far as uh, Morton, the last two years, 423 plate appearances versus lefty, striking about 35% of the time. Uh, against righties, 23% of the time. Uh, of course, like the ISO is lower as well too against righties. So like he's been suppressing the sticks more. 279 for Woba against, against righties too. And by the way, when we're talking about sale, he, he almost never gets to face lefties. He's facing three lefties today. Colorado's kind of lefty heavy. They can only get so right-handed. Uh, so just, I think that's also one thing that's kind of worth pointing out. <clears throat> he is death on lefties, obviously. So uh, good luck to those. I think it's all, I'm not sure. There's a couple other dudes that we just have a lot of pulled up as far as Colorado uh, facing uh, facing sale today. Let's see. Dahl is one of them. Uh, oh, Blackman, of course, is in there. And uh, Tapia. So, I mean, Tapia is like two strikeouts on layaway as is. So good luck to everybody else as well. But uh, that kind of boosts his K rate as well. Nine and a half. I wouldn't feel comfortable betting the under. I just feel great about those guys. What about Thor? What about the Syndergaard versus Washington? I like that price on, on Syndergaard today. You know, he was another guy that I have written down on my list today as far as who I'm looking at for pitcher. And, you know, obviously he's one of those guys, you know, Soto and Rendon. You know, you obviously worry about those two guys. Um, those are the two guys you're worried about the most here. But outside of those two guys – you know, it, it's just there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. Um, there's not a lot of power in this lineup outside of those two guys. So this is a spot that I think Syndergaard could bounce back after, you know, he had a really good game, came out his next game, did not pitch that well. And I think this is a good bounce back spot to get back on track for Syndergaard um, against Washington. All right. Well, there's a comment in chat, which I don't totally get. I think it's interesting. Well, we'll talk about it. But like basically it said, like, why would you play the two stud pitchers there's so many good uh, mid-tier pitchers, and you want to load up on bats. I agree you might want to load up on bats, but I don't love the mid-tier as far as pitchers. We'll get there in a second. I'm, I'm curious if you love any mid-tier pitchers today because I don't. I'm going to be rostering some in tournaments just to get a different mix, uh, obviously, and be able to you know, stack a team like Houston or something like that. Uh, you know, Chris Paddock's been absolutely ridiculous this year. He's been so awesome. 30.7% uh, K rate, not giving me any homers. Walks pretty good as well, too. Uh, the ERA, of course, 155. He's getting a little lucky with that. Babbitt's 176. That should fix itself to some degree, especially. Do you know this, Steve? You did, I mean, again, small samples and all that, 40 innings. You know Chris Paddock has the highest hard hit rate on the slate and, like, Shelby Miller is on the slate? Yeah, I actually didn't know that. Um, I, I attacked that, like, two starts ago, and, and he made me laugh um, <laughs> or he made me lose a lot of money. So, yeah, he's given up a lot of um, hard contact. And, you know, we see this with younger pitchers. We see this with guys that throw their fastballs a lot that have good velocity. You know, he throws his fastball over 55% of the time. 
and his velocity is in the 94 mile an hour range. And this guy is a guy that can touch 95, 96. So I think that's a lot to attribute to the hard hit rate, you know, especially when you start looking into his numbers, the hard hit rate on his fastball is really high. So um, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. When you're throwing the ball, you know, 94, 95, 96, you're going to obviously generate more hard contact than somebody that's throwing at 90 um, just in general. The other part of that, of course, is like, you know, we talk about the hard hit rate. That's, that's when the ball gets hit. And a lot of times the ball just doesn't get hit. He gets a strikeout. So, you know, uh, and it, the other thing with Paddock too, he's been insanely uh, efficient with his pitches. Like he's yet to go beyond what 91 pitches. He had a game with 11 strikeouts last time out. He's had nine at least once as, uh, as well. He's usually sitting somewhere in the eighties or so. Of course, you know, it's still a young arm. They're not going to push him too hard. Uh, theoretically, I guess they would want him at the end of the year if uh, San Diego's in the mix. I don't follow the standings very well. I assume San Diego's doing decent, are they? I don't know. Are they playing well? In my head, they are. Do we have any idea? Do you watch the standings much? I don't I don't really know who's like winning baseball. <laughs> no, I hardly ever look at the standings this early in the season. Um I, I like numbers and like the Padres numbers have been really solid. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have guesses, I think. I don't, I can tell you this without looking, the Marlins have been terrible. I can tell you that. I feel pretty confident. Marlins probably have the worst record in baseball. Um, Let's see, standings. Uh, yes, they do. 10 wins and 39 efforts. Good job, Miami. Padres uh, are 22 and 19. There you go. Yeah. Um. So, again, th- that's, you know, the, the cost per pitch. And, of course, he's facing the Dodgers, one of the best offenses in baseball. I know Aris is a positive ballpark to pitch in, but. And the argument, of course, is, uh, you know, ownership, right? Well, if, if Paddock continues to be this efficient, if he continues to be, you know, this tough on his opponents and he has the upside of striking out 10 dudes at, at an ownership that's going to be, I don't know, I, this is Jamino's job, assuming he's not napping it, the ownership's got to be up there. But, um, you know, it's going to be less than Sale, it's going to be less than Morton, it's going to be less than Syndergaard, it's going to be less than Smith, right? All those guys, correct? Yeah, Paddock should be one of the lowest pitchers on the slate. Um, we talked about this on the morning grind today. I think he's going to be under 5%. And, like, I hate playing pitchers against the Dodgers. But, Dean, how how don't we you know, take a shot if we're playing tournaments, if we're mass multi-entering, we're playing large field tournaments? Like, how don't we take a shot on Paddock here knowing the upside? Well, I guess the argument is, is uh, what are the odds of Paddock beating Sale, Morton, Kershaw, Syndergaard, and Smith? Like, all of them. Because he's basically the same price. I think he can beat Kershaw. See, I'm not really high on Kershaw today. Yeah. Like, this is just not – I think this is the spot that I'm going to stay away from Kershaw. Um, I worry about pitch count with Morton and Kershaw. Like, that's how he beats Morton too, right? Like, Morton's at 90 pitches. His spot comes up, you know, because they are going to Miami. So, they are going into the National League, like you mentioned. His spot comes up and he's at 90 pitches and there's two guys on. I think Cashman sits for him. So, like, that's how he beats Morton and Kershaw. It's just pitch pitch count type of thing. Yeah, I mean, he's cracked over 100 pitches two of the last three times, Morton. But like you said, it's all scenario-based. There's really no way of projecting that or kind of figuring out when that's going to happen. But if it's a 0-0 game or a 1-0 game or something like that, which we expect a low-scoring game in Miami, and there's a spot for some potential runs there, it's a fifth or sixth inning and there's two outs in that important spot, he very well might get the hook at, like, 80 pitches or so or something like that. That's something that's – uh the, the manager would definitely consider their cash um yeah and again we could work our way down to the mids here and i, I don't i mean I, I like gibson a little bit i just don't want to the angels just don't strike out man this is, they just don't strike it's like facing a bunch of uh laughter two guns and i'm not up to that kind of extreme but uh weaver's been pretty good i don't mind him flaherty i'm okay with eikhoff who wants to pick up pitch, uh, pick up milwaukee but in theory there's some upside 
Duffy is one of the guys that I might I might look at here against Texas, assuming they, they put out some lefties in their lineup. And again, they're not a lineup that kind of uh, struggles to get right-handed when they're facing a lefty. We have a Texas lineup just yet. We're looking at Chu, Gallo, Mazzara, Odor. So four lefties versus Duffy. I, I don't I don't like this, but I want to also spend on bats. We'll talk about it in a second, which is a good reason for that. Who's your favorite pitcher in this kind of zone? Uh, it's probably Wade Miley. Um, I think Wade Miley is a little interesting. He's going to get the run support. He should get a win if he goes five innings. Um, has a really good umpire for pitchers behind the plate. Um, just everything kind of fits for Miley. And, like, Wade Miley's a guy that, like, we picked on so much over the last five years. And then towards the middle of last year, he just started throwing this cutter. And he's just generating so many ground balls. He's not generating a ton of strikeouts. He doesn't have a ton of upside. There is a lot of strikeouts in the bottom of this lineup. But the fact that they rolled out nine righties against him <laughs> does not scare me whatsoever. 285 Woba, 121 ISO, 54% ground ball rate for Wade Miley against righties since the start of last season. All these numbers way above average. Um, I'm a huge fan of Wade Miley today. I wrote him up in RG Premium, and uh, he's one of my favorite uh, cheap pitchers today. Yeah, I mean, of course, the Ks are king, and his Ks are 15.5% versus Rays the last two years. That's not ideal. He did mention the positive umpire. He did mention the positive lineup he's facing there in Detroit. It's not very good. And uh, on the back end, if you strike out, and I saw a stat, uh, like if you want a guy that's going to go six innings to go three earned runs, it's Wade Miley. Because I believe it's, what, 23, 24 straight starts now where he's given up no more than three earned runs. Uh, not a huge upside. And like you said, the W in theory should be on layaway. I'd imagine Houston's one of the bigger favorites on the board because – they're facing Detroit. He's terrible. Carpenter's not looking good. He's projected to be a guy that probably shouldn't be in the league. And that bullpen, you know, is pretty atrocious as well. And they're locked in for those nine, which is very, very important from a Houston hitters perspective, which is why their total is uh, team total is now at 6.3 runs, which is at least a full run more than everybody else. They're just lapping the field as far as stacks. We'll talk about that soon enough. Uh, I, I agree. I think I might play some Miley too, just because he feels safer. Uh, you know, I'll take my 15-ish points. Uh, you know, if, if it allows me a couple more sticks, uh, I think Fulton Evans is broken. I like St. Louis more than Fulton Evans. I know his price is cheap, but the velocity is down and I'm scared. That's a guy that needs every inch of his velocity. Uh, so, and I know he's facing mostly righties and historically he's much better with righties than versus lefties. But for me, I got to see it before I'm rostering Fulton Evans and I'm, I'm just not ready to roster him. He's not looked, he's not looked good since going back from injury. Uh, Musgrove is a guy that like was supposed to take this big step this year. Like not a big K guy, but like a really just a really, really good flat-out pitcher. And he's been a disaster the last few times. How, I mean, the price reflects it, so it's kind of sort of somewhat interesting, but I'm scared. Yeah. Um, I don't like any of these cheap guys. You know, that's one of the reasons that I like uh, Wayne Miley. It's just like you look at it, and there's just nothing to like down here, um, in my opinion. Like, I, I think you can make an argument – playing nick vincent today on DraftKings and fantasy draft men's salary pitcher gonna pitch two innings and you know he's gonna face the top of the order for toronto and you know there's obviously some strikeouts there but you know tyler Beatty, maybe um i don't like musgrove the roof is open in arizona he has a really terrible umpire behind the plate one of the reasons that I don't like Luke Weaver as much as I did earlier this morning is because the roof is open. The umpire behind the plate is very extreme hitters. So um, it's, it's tough, man. Like, you know, this is a day I think you pay up at pitching. We have so much value that we're going to talk about 
for hitters that you're going to be able to get stacks and still, you know, pay up a pitching today. I asked the chat. I said, what, what cheap pitchers do you guys like? Because uh, again, somebody was saying, I, I don't recall who it was, but maybe, maybe they're just kind of on their own Island, but uh, they're talking about Musgrove. They're talking about Beatty. The thing with Vincent is like, you're basically begging for nine points. Like that's what you're begging for. Right. Of course, obviously you're also begging for the guys you're spending up for to bang out some homers to make up any difference. Your SB two is lacking. And uh, I mean, for me, just, I think Beatty's the better play just because he's promised in theory to get more, more usage. I mean, he can go four or five innings. Uh, Vincent probably two and change at best, right? Uh, but otherwise, I mean, Thornton and any pitcher versus San Francisco, I've been told, uh, out of the AL, uh, in the NL, gets himself a, you know, a pitcher to pick on. We've seen him flash upside for what it's worth. Any interest in Thornton? Very slight interest. Like, uh, I'm probably not making a ton of teams today. Probably only like three on each site and a cash lineup. And I probably don't end up there, but picking on you know, San Francisco at home is usually a good strategy. It's just Thornton really hasn't shown an ability to get guys out. And, you know, obviously that's a huge issue. Yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned Duffy. Did you have a thought as far as Duffy? He's a guy that's in play in my head. Uh, yeah, I, I get, um, I get the Danny Duffy take and, you know, Texas is a team that strikes out a ton against left-handed pitching. My biggest issue with Duffy today is he can get hit by lefties and like Joey Gallo Mazzara are decent uh, against lefties. Like Gallo's either going to strike out or hit a home run off of Danny Duffy today. Um, Mazzara has shown a lot of power against lefties as well. The only thing that's kind of staying out here for Danny Duffy is, or against Duffy as well is he's a fly ball pitcher. And a lot of these guys are ground ball hitters and it's going to kind of create line drives which, you know, you don't want to see. You want to see, like, fly balls or ground balls. You don't want a bunch of line drives flying all over the place. Well, let me ask you this. You mentioned that Gallo is either going to strike out or homer, which is pretty – like, that's not a ridiculous thing. Gallo, of course, the first uh, hitter in baseball to have more home runs. The first one, though, uh, he was first – he had 100 home runs to 400 singles. There you go. Uh, and he's got a 41% K rate versus lefties. If you're rostering Duffy, though, you want Gallo in the lineup, right? Yeah, you just hope nobody's on base when he hits a home run off of him, you know? <laughs> it's the guy has a 326 um ISO against left-handed pitching and his hard hit rate's 48 and a half with his average air distance of 338.8. So, like he hits home runs off of lefties all the time, but like you said, 41% K rate. You know, it's a home run, it's a double, it's not a single, it's a it's a it's a strikeout before it's a single. 338 average air distance. That's pretty impre- that's got to be like close to like the top of the, and, uh, and he's probably even higher versus righties. I assume that's a, it's a pretty big number, but he's got to hit it first. He's got to hit it for the air, hey. uh, the air distance to be registered for sure. Uh, any other pitchers that you think are worth talking about, worth having a discussion about? Um, trying to make sure there's nobody else on my list. We didn't really talk about Luke Weaver. Um, like yeah. I said, I, I really liked Luke Weaver earlier today. I don't like the umpire. He has been pitching a little bit better. He's in that 8K range. He's kind of in that mid-tier range. Um, I don't think he's bad. I don't think Brandon Woodruff is bad if you're playing on Fandle. Um, He's a nice little salary relief over there on Fandle. He's still, I think, kind of in play on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft because of the strikeout upside um, that he presents. But, you know, you mentioned Kyle Gibson. I like Kyle Gibson against right-handed heavy teams. And – the, the angels were that until Otani came back with Stella's there. Goodwin's there. 
Um, Calhoun is on the IL or they did something with Calhoun. I can't remember, but he's not going to be with the team or something. And they have another lefty in there. So like they still have four lefties in there. And I think that's too many for Kyle Gibson with the strikeout rates of the righties in that lineup. So I'm going to stay away from Kyle Gibson today. All right, uh, let's be Houston on the back runner for a second. You wanted to talk about uh, your Red Sox, didn't you? Or at least one guy in particular as far as hitters. Yeah, JD, I think, is the top overall hitter on this slate today for me. Um, just considering the matchup, Freeland is a guy that I like to pick on, um, you know, especially this season. Like, he was, he pitched really well last year on the road, but this year he's just been terrible. Um, his hardest off contact ratio is really high. He's a guy that can give up home runs, and J.D. Martinez is just – he's hes almost an automatic lock against lefties, um, you know, as far as when we look at this, we talk about Arenado and Xander Bogarts. You know, Mookie's been off to a slow start against lefties this year, but go look at all the fly ball rates and hard hit rates for the Red Sox against lefties, and, like, with Freeland not really having that strikeout punch pitch against righties, like, I think the Red Sox are very interesting today. Yeah, and I guess I'm here to talk about the chalk, I suppose, of, uh, of the Astros. Of course, their lineup is not as appealing with Altuve, not, uh, not in the lineup. Of course, he's on the IL, so uh, he's off for at least 10 days or so. But again, it, it just jumps off the page as far as Houston facing Detroit. Carpenter, just, I mean, it's the you know, this biggest sample in the world on Carpenter, but he just doesn't look like he belongs, obviously. Well, it goes going back for a second. You mentioned Woodruff, but it is worth noting he does have a K rate close to 30%. And he's been super unlucky. Uh, three eight five Babbitt, uh, which kind of speaks to uh, an ERA it's four two five, and actually a, three, a Sierra it's three three six. So uh, maybe you, you think a correction is coming on that for him at some point. Philadelphia, in theory, not a team I want to pick on, but I don't hate him for tournaments. But I mean, yeah, Springer, Bregman, Brantley, uh, Correa, Gurriel, uh, Alexis Diaz, Tyler White, even buried in the eight hole. I'm good with you know Reddick. I'm not afraid of lefty and lefty versus Carpenter, especially seeing that. He probably only sees Carpenter for two at-bats. He gets the bullpen. Who knows who that's going to be? Uh, it's going to be a mixed bag, but it's not going to be a good mixed bag. And we actually have uh, bullpen content now in the, uh, the plate IQ, and we also have it where you can kind of like break it down on who's most likely to come into the game uh, when a team is up by five runs or down by five runs. Stevie, spoiler alert, when Detroit's down by five runs, uh, the guys coming in the pitch aren't very good. I, I, I suspect you, uh, you were already aware of that. Yeah, Dean, spoiler alert. Um, anybody that comes in from the bullpen for Detroit, it's not very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, there might be, again, and, and it was all, I also just wanted to mention that there is bullpen content. Uh, now, uh, they've been doing a whole bunch of new stuff. I didn't get a chance to dig into it, but uh, I know there are some improvements to lineup HQ as well as far as building lineups, as far as getting, I mean, do you know what I'm talking about? I saw it today, but again, I didn't have a chance to get to it. Uh, it Jimino and his team have been all over it making uh, all sorts of tinkerings. Uh, when you're building your, your lineups and your rules and all that, you can, it, it's, it is maybe easier to build lineups and build a, again, I, I don't want to make assumptions, but uh, from what I've seen and what I saw was kind of a, on a quick peek, I didn't get a chance to fully dive in. That's definitely you guys want to check out. If you guys use the lineup HQ, it's been improved. So go ahead and check that out tonight. Let's go uh, position by position. Let's go around the horn, Stevie. Uh, fantasy draft, of course, we do not have the roster a catcher, but uh, other sites make you. So let's talk about it. Let's, let's not ignore their existence. Who's your favorite catcher this evening? Uh, favorite catcher is probably Martin Malinato. Um, <laughs> Mine too. I'm not, uh, I'm not even joking. Um, I'm not either. 2.4K, facing Shelby Miller. I get my pitchers. I get some bats. Um, 
all, all, all kind of kidding aside, I think if you're paying up, Yasmani Grandal against Eikhoff is really interesting. Torinos against Carpenter is really interesting. Uh, those would be the two guys I'd be looking at if in the in the top tier. Um, if I'm paying down, I, I really I don't mind Wilson Ramos against Jeremy Hellickson. Um, but yeah, like Greener or Molinado as punts. Um, I, I'm I'm probably playing one of those two guys in most of my lineups. Yeah, and like it's funny because Maldonado is going to be super popular for that reason because I think Kansas City. Uh, I want to say they have the second highest highest total on the board, five point three five point three at home uh, against Shelby Miller. Maldonado, terrible lineup spot, terrible stick, but. Uh, he, he, you're not rostering because you think he's good. You're rostering because he gets the guys uh, you think are good. Because, you know, Stevie, say it with me. We live in a world with a salary cap. You're aware of this, of course. Um, if salary wasn't a thing, who's your favorite catcher? You can have anyone you want. Uh, it's probably Grendel. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't mind uh, La Tortuga and Garver there on, on, on Minnesota either. But, uh, you know, I don't know if I have the fun sport necessarily. And Chirinos, of course, uh, on that Houston onslaught, which I think uh, – you know, that's not sneaky in any way. It's, it's a 12-game slate, and that's going to be clearly the most popular. At least I think people want the Astros the most. It's just kind of tricky to sort of make them work because I think people want the stud pitchers too. So the balance, the delicate balance for me, I'm trying to figure out is like Astros versus pitching. And, uh, you know, again, salary cap concerns. Uh, speaking of the Astros, we're going to jump to first base, and I think uh, if nothing else, these guys are in the conversation, right? Both uh, you got Ilyaski Gurriel, you got Tyler White. Uh, he's, I think he's even much cheaper in Fandle, but on DK and on fast draft, he's pretty uh, pretty reasonable as well against Carpenter in that bullpen on layaway. Uh, where are you at as far as first? Because there's a, a plethora of options for me. Yeah, um, depending on where you want to play him, I think Matt Carpenter at first or third is a guy I want to get in my lineup. You mentioned about Fulte kind of being broken. And, you know, obviously I want to play Carpenter. I just don't know if it's going to be a first or third yet. I like Ryan O'Hearn a lot in this spot. You know, I like the Royals. Um, spoiler alert, I, I like the Royals a lot here. Um, Matt Olson is underpriced for the type of production he can provide. Um, I know he started the season hurt, uh, but he's a guy that 3,900 that I like a lot as well. Um, you know, you mentioned Gary L. On FanDuel, like, you can play O'Hearn and Gary L, and they're both under 3K, and having that first base slash catcher plus utility – I like the idea of playing both of those guys in, in cash games over there. Gary L is certainly somebody I want to play in cash on FanDuel. You mentioned Matt Olson. I think that's going to be kind of a theme to some extent. Uh, Olson and a lot of his teammates are underpriced on fast draft and on DK. Uh, we'll talk, I mean, Chapman seems, well, he's one of the more expensive ones, but he's still got a reasonable price. Chris Davis, of course, is still too cheap. Uh, you know, the price hasn't adjusted from banging a couple homers last night. He was basically the lowest he's been all season because he was kind of sputtering. But, like, you know, I just kept betting on the talent. And they're facing, you know, of course, this is the team we know. They have plenty of pop. They had five solo homers last night. They're facing Mike Leak, who uh, he's given up more than two homers per nine this year. Also, they're locked into the ninth inning, which is nice as well, too. Uh, Oakland, for me, is like, you know, obviously, they're not the same uh, appeal as a team like Houston. But I think they're really interesting pivot stack. Or if you want to double down to an elite arms, you can stack Oakland as well, too. Um, and St. Louis. Those are the kind of the teams. I don't know why I'm going up the stacks. But I think away from Houston, like St. Louis. And Oakland are two of the more appealing teams. And I agree with Kansas City as well, too. Hunter Dozier, a guy that, uh, you know, he always had a name that sounded like he could wall off the baseball. He's a wall off the baseball this year. There's a little bit of a sticker shock to it, but, of course, he's justified it. What do you, you, I know you mentioned O'Hearn. What do you think of Hunter? Yeah, I was going to mention him at third base. You know, I, I talked about Carpenter. I was like, oh, I guess I'll, I'll talk Carpenter here, and then I'll talk um, Dozier over there. But 
Uh, I like Dozier a lot. Uh, I like E5. Those two guys, if I'm paying up, would probably be one of the two guys that I would play. And how many times this year have we gotten um, Cody Bellinger at, like, less than 3% owned? Because you're going to get Cody Bellinger Mm -hmm. at less than 3% owned, and we know Paddock gives up a lot of hard contact. Like, uh, I'm not saying that I'm going to do it. Like, I'm only playing three teams. But if you're mass multi-entering today – you're getting Cody Bellinger at under 3% owned. And, you, you know, he's a guy that has massive upside against anybody. Yeah, in baseball. That, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Like, I don't think I can get there. But I, if I was running out 100 lineups or something like that, I wouldn't X amount. I, I agree. Uh, for sure, keep him in your player pool. Uh, and Goldie's still too cheap. Uh, and I know, you know, Fulty, we talk about historically splits for his lefties and righties. But for me, and also that bullpen for Atlanta hasn't been very good either. And again, you're locked into those nine innings. So uh, I don't mind Goldsby either. I do agree with Carpenter. I was thinking about him at third base. He's most likely my third baseman. What do you have for, you, for me at the Keystone position at second? Um, Robinson Cano is just too cheap. Um, you know, that, that's it's just one of those things. When I'm paying up for two pitchers, Robinson Cano is just too cheap. I, I think that he's in a great spot against Hellickson. The other guy that I really like here um, is the same price. That's a really nice tournament pivot off of him is, is Profar. Profar is the same price. Facing Mike or, you know, Leak, like you talked about, Leak, a guy that gives up a ton of home runs. I, I do. I agree with you. I love the three-man Oakland stack, but I like the the th- thought of playing Profar as a fourth man there. So both those guys, the same price. They're, they're both fantastic here. And if I want to pay up, it's either Whit Merrifield or Mike Moustakis. Um, mm-hmm. Moustakis against Eikhoff and Merrifield against Shelby Miller. You know, yeah. both those guys very much in play. I, I love Maryfield. We'll talk about Alberto Mondesi as well, too. The guys in the middle, they both seem to take overpriced, but like once they like go off, then they're not overpriced, right? And you talk about like in the Royals, and I, I, I like that stack as well, too. And Nicky Lopez, by the way, uh, he, he's a, a speedster. That, that's what Kansas City needs is more speed. He's making it, I believe, tonight's his MLB debut. He was like the number seven. He's a shortstop, Dean. Say it again. He's a shortstop. Well, not all shortstops are. I mean, this isn't like nineteen eighty-five where he's built like Ozzy Smith. Not all shortstops are still. Amazing. I know, but we were going to talk about him when we got to shortstop. He's like one of the oh, best. Oh, I see. Well, I was, I was thinking of the Kansas City stack, and I got excited when I saw Nicky Lopez there because we didn't talk about the. It's not just Lopez who's drawing a start today, but the Milwaukee dropped uh, called it their top prospect, one of the bigger prospects in baseball. Uh, Keston, Josh, I, I meant to check to see how to pronounce this dude's name, but is it Wera? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I might bad. I failed everybody. But we're going to know when this guy's an all-star, like in five years, like I did manifest today. But nonetheless, uh, he, I think he's interesting as well, too. He's got some pop and some speed. Uh, Eikhoff, pretty solid hitter. But, uh, you know, you're getting him on the cheap. He is buried a little bit in the lineup, but I think he's pretty interesting. Travis Shaw. Thank Travis Shaw is out of our lives. How about that? We don't have to play him anymore at, like, 2K because he's so cheap. And then all of a sudden, it's like that was a ripoff. I would keep playing him. Um, I'm <laughs> glad that – I'm glad that um... – they, they put him on the IL and they're probably going to give him a little bit of time at triple a, but I'd keep playing Travis Shaw, especially in this spot. I, I would have played him at 2,400. No doubt about it. You can make the same speech about Muncie that you made about Bellinger, by the way, for what it's worth. And he actually has a chance to bang one out too. And I'm probably not going to play him, but I'm not going to besmirch anyone who does. You said an open three man stack or a four man stack. I'm curious. You're talking about Davis, Olsen, Chapman, Profar. Are we cutting out the Scotty and Sendian? What are we doing there? Yeah, the three men that I really like um, for Oakland was um, Davis, Olsen, Chapman. Um, and then, like, I think you can go with Profar or Piscotti as a fourth person. Uh, or, you know, you can make it a five or six man on um, 
fantasy draft. But I think that today's a day that I, I want to stack those three. And like I said, if you want to pivot off of um, Cano, Profar's the same price. Scotty's really cheap in the outfield. Uh, there's options for sure. What do you have for me at the hot corner? It's kind of like guys we already talked about, right? We talked about uh, how much we like Carpenter to some degree, Hunter Dozier as well. You got anybody else that is worth, you know, giving a shout out to? Yeah, Bregman, man. Like this is an amazing spot for Alex Bregman. It's just really hard to make it work with him. He's really expensive. Uh, we talked about Chapman. You know, he's another guy that's really interesting to me. And if you want a contrarian narrative, um, I, I like Manny Machado at 3,700 against Clayton Kershaw. Um, hit a homer off of him last week or a week ago, a week and a half ago, however long ago it was. Um, going back to L.A., he's going to get massively booed in this spot. <laughs> he's going to do everything he can to try to hit a home run here. So 3,700 Manny Machado with some upside. I, I don't hate that. And um, like I said on the podcast this morning, there's no chance that I'm not playing Vlad Guerrero Jr. until he hits a home run. I'm so pot committed at this point. Um, I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, but now he's in San Francisco. That's that's how it's going to work that's out. That's where he's going to do it. Like, ran it, like you know, mm-hmm. now he's in San Francisco. He's going to hit his first career home run because that makes some sense. Um, yeah, that, that's how baseball works sometimes, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot. They, they don't like Machado in L.A.? Like, I don't – they don't think he uh, – I mean, they're going to boo him? I don't know that story. He's not pretty sure away. they're going to boo him. Yeah, I did see him actually wallop a baseball uh, last week against Kershaw. I don't know if it's landed just yet by the uh, the warehouse there, or whatever it was. Uh, it's like a warehouse that they used to build. They built that ballpark out of. It didn't get the where that. Yeah, it's, it's a cool bar, ballpark. It's worth checking out if you guys in the West Coast. Um, all right, let, let's move on. And I, I agree, Bregman obviously if you have the funds by all means is the best play, but you know salary cap yada 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 let's jump back to shortstop i guess you want to talk about good old uh nicky lopez yeah nicky lopez top 10 prospect in the royals organization um this is a this is a good spot for nicky lopez bat in second against shelby miller this is an excellent spot for him to get on base he adds even more speed um to this royals team that has a ton of speed already uh nine stolen bases in 31 games in triple a this season not a big power guy. Um, not going to go out there and, you know, give us a ton of power. But Dean, almost a 15% walk rate with a 3.5% strikeout rate in AAA this season. Kid's not going to strike out, especially against a guy like Shelby Miller. 146 WRC plus in AAA this season. Like, this is a spot that we're going to use his speed and, you know, let him get on base and, and, you know, move himself around and then let these guys drive him in. I was taking a peek at the uh, the plate IQ premium reports as far as stolen base threat. Uh, number one is Victor Robles because, you know, first of all, getting on base is kind of tricky. But once you get on base against Thor, Syndergaard's really, really terrible holding on runners. But then the next three are Beham, Modesty, and Merrifield, which kind of makes sense. And I don't know, maybe Lopez is not in the system just yet because he's just got called up. I don't think he's in here unless I'm missing him. But uh, I, I would assume he would right, be right there in the thick of it as well uh, as far as a potential stolen base for Kansas City in the – you know, he's cheap enough, and it's a position that's not necessarily all that valued. Of course, Correa on Houston definitely in play. Give me your favorite big spend at shortstop. Uh, Nicky Lopez, um, my favorite big spend. I'm, I'm kidding. Same game, Mondesi. If you want to pay up, Mondesi is the guy that, you know, 
Jack in the bag upside, as Pepsi oh would like to say. Um, you know, he has watching. the power. Expect a lawsuit. It's coming. It's, 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 oh, that's fine. Bring it on. Um, I, I like Mondesi. I like DeJong, and I like Correa if you're paying up. It's just tough to pay up on this slate. Um, and Polanco. Like, Polanco's been hitting the ball really well. Uh, Minnesota kind of flying under the radar again. Uh, Pena, a guy that uses his sinker a ton after you get through that opener. Um, Minnesota does do well against sinkers, so it's a really good spot for them. Yeah, outfield, of course, Springer is an awesome, awesome play. You know, it's spoiler alert, we like the Astros. Uh, Chris Davis is still too cheap there against Mike Leak and his home run tendencies, uh, but it's a ballpark upgrade for him, you can say. Uh, I think Otani's too cheap for his matchup against Gibson. The price hasn't, hasn't adjusted them being back, so he's definitely in play for me as a spin. Uh, Max Kepler seems too cheap against the, I guess, Cam Bedrosian is going to start it off with Pena relieving him. Uh, I like him leading off there for Minnesota as far as dollar for dollar. Uh, where are you at as far as your outfielders? Yeah, you mentioned a lot of guys that I like. Chris Davis, probably my favorite point per dollar play um, at 4K against Mike Leake. We talked about J.D. Martinez um, as like a core play for me. I don't know if I'll be able to get J.D. in cash. I'm going to try to get J.D. in cash with Smith and um, Sale. It's tough. If you want to punt, um, Steve Pierce has been awful to start the season. Uh, facing a lefty, I think he's interesting at 3,200. He's batting seventh. You know, it's not the greatest spot in the world um, lineup-wise, but he does give us some nice salary relief, especially when you start looking at the options that are in this price range um, at, at outfield. So I think he's certainly a guy you could look at. Um, you, met, you mentioned Max Kepler. I like Kepler a lot. You know, batting leadoff, uh, you know, he's going to face the relief guy and then he's going to get Pena for a couple of bats. And if if everything goes right, like Kepler is a guy that should pay off his price tag today. You know, you know what I'm going to ask you about Steve Pierce, right? Um, what happens when Greeland's out of the game? He becomes Mike Moreland, right? Mitch Moreland? Yeah, maybe. Like every once in a while, they'll let Pierce and Moreland finish the game. Um you know, I don't have, like, when their last off days were and stuff like that and how many days Mitch Moreland's played and stuff in front of me. So that's something that I like to look in. And, you know, obviously it's going to be situational, right? Like, mm-hmm. if there's a spot where it's a good righty, it's late in the game, you know, it's probably going to be Moreland. But, you know, uh, yeah, that that's always super concerning. But, like, Nunez can turn into Moreland, too. Um, don't Don't forget that. I'm trying to pull up uh, Cardi has his uh, pinch hit risk. That's one of the things he has there uh, in the back. I'm curious where he has uh, Steve Pierce at. I'm trying to see if I can find that on the fly. But uh, well, Why do you look that up? There's one more outfielder that I wanted to mention. Uh, one of my favorite home run upside plays of the day is Domingo Santana. Not a guy that you would really think about in Seattle, um, you know, in this ballpark. But he profiles so well against Brandon Anderson. I think this is a spot Domingo Santana goes yarding. Domingo Santana saved the game last night. They were down to their last pitch and they extended the game and uh, knocked in D. Gordon. So uh, Seattle won. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I was the only one watching that game. That did go down. I was watching it too, Dean. I had just gotten to bed, just got done with the podcast. Santana hit that ball right as I was getting into bed. So Did you have a sweat going or you just like want to watch a little baseball? No, I had, uh, I had a lot of um, Seattle last night. It made me a couple extra bucks. It was still a losing day. Yeah, I had a lot of Seattle, too, but I also may have wagered uh, American dollars on the Mariners, too. So uh, thank you for that, Domingo. A little flashback there. All right, uh, what do we want to show the people as far as a peek behind the paywall? We give a little peek here as far as what's going down. Do we, I, I, I wanted to show this, I think, Stevie, unless you have any ideas. 
Uh, I was looking at the lineup HQ. You know the lineup HQ? They have the, the plate IQ scores, the premium plate IQ scores. Uh, you know how you said you like the Royals? <laughs> this is insane. Uh, so uh, as far as the plate IQ scores, the first six dudes are Royals. And Shelby Miller, as far as the plate IQ scores, that's amazing, isn't it? That's how it should be. Um, extreme hitters, umpire, terrible pitcher, good weather. Um, if you looked at Kevin Ross weather tool, you know the bump is there for the Royals today. Like everything points to the Royals being in a good spot. So it does not shock me that they surrounded the top 10 spots. All right. I'm jumping to that in the fly too. Now I'm curious what you see as far as the weather tool. I'm showing up. Uh, and it basically shows, uh, by the way, I just kind of scrolled to Washington, the Mets in 28. Uh, this is basically a weather in previous uh, conditions as far as previous games, how the it's gone down for home runs, for runs, and for ERA. And that's kind of interesting. I don't know if it's a big enough sample. And again, it depends on who the players are and the pitchers are and all that. So I don't know how much of a sample you need. But in 28 games, similar conditions of Washington, negative 47.7 homers uh, versus the norm, negative 12.6 as far as runs, uh, a negative 11% as far as ERA. Uh, the game you were speaking about, Boston takes a hit as well, too, according to uh, – Ross tool 34 uh, previous matchups for what it's worth. You were talking about uh, which game? Kansas City gets a plus 14.6% as far as the home runs expectancy. And that's at 145 games. That's a legit uh, sample size. Of course, there's a slight hit as far as runs. Um, and ERA basically is unchanged. Uh, have you been using this tool? I, I check it out every single day, and there's always sort of something that kind of pops or if it doesn't, just kind of ignore it. And it's always constantly updating too because the letters, you know, it's always changing. Uh, yeah, I use the Weather Edge tool every day. Um, it's an awesome tool. Whether you're using it for, you know, looking at home runs or runs, or if you're looking at it in a maybe a sports betting aspect, like mm -hmm. um, I, I love the Weather Edge tool. It's part of my process every day now. Um, great team, great job by Kevin Roth and the dev team to make that. It's it's certainly something I look at every day. Start loading up some questions. We'll knock out as many as we can in the next eight, nine minutes or so before you step aside and make way for, uh, for crunch time, which uh, the aforementioned Cardi is on it. With Cardi, Roth will tell you if any weather is lurking out there, and JSU will tell you who he likes for tournaments. Uh, ownership percentage, this, doesn't, uh, this certainly checks out sale. Expected to be the most popular pitcher on the slate than K.O. Smith. Ben Morton, uh, that's, you know, we're basically talking the chalk pitchers. Uh, and then Musgrove is the first cheap guy that people are apparently going to take a shot on. Which I mean, I get it, but like he's been terrible. But in theory, like you know, you're always you're always supposed to care about today, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't feel great about it, but uh, I, I think I prefer Duffy if I can make that work. And you, just to reiterate, your favorite mid-tier pitcher is who? Mid-tier, um, it's between. I think it's Woodruff or Weaver. My cheap pitcher today, if you consider it cheap, is Wade Miley. Yeah, I, I don't mind Miley. He's going to be fairly low too. I don't love the upside, but I think, like, you know, safety is kind of sort of a myth to some degree, but I feel, I feel pretty good about his safety. Uh, just to reiterate your favorite stacks that people are just kind of showing up here. Well, who's your favorite stacks? Tonight? Yeah, the Royals, the Red Sox, and Oakland, probably my favorite stacks. Um, obviously, I'll probably try to make a Houston stack. It's just tough today with the salary cap. Yeah, uh, just looking at the questions loaded up in chat now, and feel free to load them up. If you guys are on YouTube, uh, ask a question. A DJM will copy and paste it and throw it in Rotor Grinders chat. Of course, you can come on over here and join Rotor Grinders and just kind of cut out the middle there. Uh, they're asking about Tyler Beatty. What do you think of Tyler Beatty? 
I think he's pitched in two terrible spots to start his career. Um, you know, he pitched in Colorado and I think in Cincinnati, uh, two very hitter friendly ballparks. Um, I, I don't hate it. I, I like the fact that he might not have to face the top of the lineup to start this game. Um, if Vincent does his job, he's going to get to start with the bottom of the order, kind of establish. Um, it, my, my biggest issue with BD has been just how deep he's gone. Like it, it doesn't have anything to do with like, how much he struggled. It's more of like, he wasn't pitching that bad in cores his last time out and they only let him go 56 pitches. So that's where I run into like the Tyler Beatty concern and why I, I think I would, if I'm looking at Beatty, I'm probably playing Vincent um, for 4k and taking the $2,200 savings and, and trying to get those eight to 10 points from Vincent. For what it's worth, Beatty, uh, you know, a lot of strikeouts this year in the minors in a small sample, 22.2 innings pitched. And that's in the PCL, which, <clears throat> the Pacific Coast League traditionally is a hitter-friendly league. 34 Ks and 22 innings, also 10 walks. So he's been wild, but he's been getting a fair amount of Ks as well, too. Uh, I don't hate it for tournaments. Apparently, according to the chat, the Noto is a fan of him. We respect Noto a good bit here. Give me three dudes that are going to bang on homers tonight, Stevie. Uh, J.D. Martinez at the top, um, Chris Davis in the middle, and Matt Carpenter as the cheap guy. Yeah, I think Oakland gets a couple more today. Uh, Miley versus Duffy as a cheap pitcher. That's a question here from the YouTube chat. It sounds like you're like Miley over Duffy. I would go Miley over Duffy today, considering the matchup and considering like the win. I, I think that I'll take Miley. Uh, thoughts on stacking Boston versus Freeland? I like it. Um, I just said they're one of my favorite stacks. That question came in before we talked about our stacks. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Kepler versus Castellanos. I think that's Kepler. It's Kepler for me. Any Luke Weaver today? I know you kind of touched on him, but feel free to reiterate. I like Weaver. I think this is a spot he could pitch well. I think his upside's a little limited. After a slow start to the season, he's pitched a lot better. Uh, there's just not a lot of strikeouts in that Pittsburgh lineup, and the roof is open, and the umpire is terrible. So I think Weaver pitches fine. I just don't know if he has necessarily the upside as some of these other guys in this range. Okay, we got Paddock is a pretty scary guy. Why not Paddock? Somebody else is asking from YouTube. And, like, I'm not trying to discourage Paddock, but, again, what he's been doing is just unprecedented as far as how efficient he's been uh, with his pitches. We've seen, like, you know, again, different pitchers do different things. Obviously, what we saw, like, Ray last night barely go five innings on 100 pitches. And, you know, he's throwing 85, 90 pitches in, like, six, seven innings and striking out 10 dudes. He's, like, not wasting any pitches. But now, of course, he's facing the Dodgers. Pretty t- a tricky lineup you don't really want to pick on. Can he get there? Sure. But for me, the price is just basically the same as Sale. It's the same as Smith, more or less. It's the same as Syndergaard, more or less. It's the same as Morton, more or less. I, I just don't think he beats all those guys. Can he? Sure. Uh, and you got a roster, too, so maybe they both are elite. And a couple of guys flop. But uh, feel free to give your take on Paddock. I'm not discouraging it, but I'm not going to play it. I like Paddock for tournaments, large field tournaments. He's going to be under 5%. The kid has a massive K rate of 30.7%, 13% swinging strike rate. The downside to Paddock is the top seven hitters in this Dodgers lineup have a Woba over 337 since the start of last season against right-handed pitching. Almost all of these guys have walk rates over 10%, and only a few of them have strikeout rates over 20%. They can make a young pitcher work. They're not a great team to play against a young pitcher because of that. So, that is why, like, the, the con, the pros, the cons of Paddock are there um, for this spot. Yeah, collectively, they walk 11.6%. Like you said, it's a very, very patient team. Muncie at the top walking 
over 17%. They are willing to take that walk if they're willing to give him. So I think he's got to work for it a little bit more against the Dodgers than he has versus other teams he's faced so far this year. Uh, Charlie Morton, FanDuel, Cash. This is the tricky part. This is the question. It's like, well, how much do you want Houston as opposed to how much do you, how much do you need sale? And it's something I've kind of bounced back and forth on ideas. And it, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a definitive fork in the road for me. I really want sale. I really want sale. I may play some Morton and cash and just kind of split it and just get like a couple extra Astros. What are you doing with that? Right now I have sale in my cash lineup on FanDuel and that's probably where I'll end up. Um, but I had to punt in position. Like I, I had to punt shortstop to make it work. You know, we don't get a Nikki, Nikki Lopez over there to make it super cheap, but right you now it's FanDuel doesn't have these players. I mean, you think uh, they're always on top of this, aren't they? No. Yeah, they're, they're so they're the you know Nicky Lopez will be starting um, at shortstop on May twenty first next um, next week next next Tuesday when we do the show, Dean. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like Fanduel right now, I have Sale. I have played around with going down from Sale. Uh, Morton at ninety eight, Syndergaard at ninety three would be the two guys that I'd look at in cash over there if I'm not playing uh, Sale or Smith. Like even Smith at seven hundred dollars gives you a little bit more wiggle room with how you approach your lineup on FanDuel. So one of those four guys, but right now it's sale for me. Yeah. I mean, Smith, I think his price is much better on, on fans drafting DK than FanDuel. And also, I don't know if I love it, the chance of them getting the win because that would mean the Marlins have to score and, you know, they're facing a good pitcher. So I don't want to rely on that. <clears throat> and like, you know, when you're, when these are the things you got to kind of pick at uh, when you're trying to figure out your, your past game pitcher. Um, let's see, what else do we have? A couple more questions. So we step aside and get out of here. Favorite stolen base spot tonight? We talked about it. It's the Royals, right? Yeah, all all, all the top three. Yeah. Um, did, did you play Vham on a wraparound? I don't know if I do it today because of the power upside for the other guys, but I, I do do that from time to time. I like Solaire. I'm not sure if you mentioned him in the outfielders, but I like him a good bit too. Uh, any chance on Thornton? Like, you know, he's throwing baseballs at the Giants, so I guess he's a chance. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, you know? I don't know. It, I, I'm not discouraging it. You, you don't feel good about it, right? But, like, he definitely can survive San Fran. Yeah, you obviously don't feel good about it. Um, you just kind of hope it works out. Pick one of these three. Uh, Merrifield, Gordon, that's Alex Gordon, or Conforto. Oof. Um, that one's really close between Gordon and Merrifield. Um, Conforto's the obvious third there for me. Um I lean, oh, I lean Gordon there. I like Conforto too, but I think I think uh, I got Merrifield at that grouping. That's a tough call. Yeah, uh, it's really close between those first two guys, um, Gordon and Merrifield. Like, I don't think you're going wrong with either one of those guys. All right, Stevie, it's that time. We got to step away and get out of here. Before we go, one uh, one question: Who's the guy that you're most afraid of fading? You're most afraid of not having uh, a big enough share of. Um, I, this is a, it's almost the same answer for me, almost every slate, but it's Mike Trout. Like, yeah. you know, I, I just, I hardly ever play Mike Trout because of his price and I'm not playing him today. And I just hope he doesn't bang one out. And we could say the same, same exact thing for Yelich. Like we didn't talk, like we, we talked about the Bellinger, we, you know, with 3%, Yelich is not going to be very popular. I don't think in the slate. You know, I, I got some picture of respect 